0: Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom.
1: Hello everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good
0: buddy Tax Williams. Hello everybody, and hello. We return
1: from (laughs) a little break. (laughs)
0: We're getting too old now, isn't it? This whole parental responsibility in real life, you know? I think we went what was it when we started the pod? I think we went 20, 25 episodes uninterrupted. Then I went on a Ponzi holiday. And then I, th- I think we've, but we're getting back into it. And again, thanks for you know joining us, dear listener. I have saved a little tale to tell you, which I've kept quiet about uh, for you for leading up to the uh, the pod because I thought surely this is going to be an interesting story. And of course, something went wrong, so it's going to be much more fun to tell you on the pod. Please proceed. So, um, a few of the wrestlers from. SEPW fame, live mm-hmm. in the uh, Thanet area where I am a resident in the I'm beautiful sorry. seaside town. <laughs> no, I don't. Luckily, I'm between the horrible parts. I'm on the beautiful seaside So you live part. in the
1: quite nice bit, but the rest of Thanet can go suck up. Anyway, please continue.
0: Anyway. um, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I got a lovely message from um one half of Justified Mayhem. And he said, mm-hmm. found a matted area near where we live the weights area do you want to go and do some wrestling and at that stage I was like Ooh. i mean since march 20 other than one like pt session with coach wicked in his garden and then we went for a nice walk and had some ice cream essentially nullifying the pt session we had <laughs>
1: that's th- that's what i do you're not meant to do that <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: I earned the ice cream by doing exercise. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, me and I a- earned
1: this KFC by walking around for half an hour, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's how that exactly. Works. chicken's protein, it's fine. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so um yesterday evening was going to be our first jaunt to this little facility, um, in the middle of an industrial estate near where um I don't know if you frequented there when you in your youth, uh, Revolution Skate Park in Broadstairs. I know it quite well, yeah. yeah. Well, just down from there, if you keep driving down the industrial estate, there's now what they consider to be a yoga studio, but they've got Ooh. like a proper thick matted area, which is perfect for rolls, perfect for chain wrestling. Superstar. Sorry. <laughs> oh, cheers, DDP. Yeah. <laughs> and superstar. A tan hot.
1: <laughs> Watch that bead of sweat drip down his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And look at your heart okay. rate go on the screen behind me. We've saved a space for you. Well no you haven't, because my heart rate's not on there, DDP. I can see it on my watch, it's not on the screen. Is this not real time?
1: I have this thought every time.
0: <laughs> but um
1: so Alright, Dally, stop to, stop adding what stuff to it. Just get on with the moves I'm hurting here.
0: Carry on, Dally. Sometimes you can need if you need a if you need a brick to balance on, where am I gonna find a fucking brick in my house, DDP? Come on. <laughs> use a block even
1: stevie's <laughs> gonna get a chair hope he doesn't yeah. hit me with the bloody thing yeah.
0: <laughs> good old stevie richards i'm glad he's getting an earning um, yeah absolutely man but anyway so um but meet keith chaos outside um he'd invited wendy from um, ukpw to come and do some chain with us as well so we stood outside and our session was due to start at quarter to quarter to eight and i stood there i was like brilliant this looks good. Had a little peer through the letterbox. I was like, oh, this equipment looks good through the, what I can see through the letterbox. This is good. Excellent. And we waited. And we waited. And we waited. Hmm. Bucket didn't turn up to let us in. God damn it. So, obviously, I, as I'm, I'm an invited guest. Backyard just, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and also, I had a work meeting to get back to anyway, because I was going to dial in from the facility because that's how cool i am in my high-level corporate job i was gonna dial in remotely on my laptop while other people are wrestling behind me and then rejoin the session afterwards but um so yeah bit annoying only to come back for the bloke to have messaged he missed all the messages earlier and even to go oh yeah there's a key and this is the code to get it sorry about that fucking hell but it did make me think to myself as i was driving there i was like yeah yeah, I'm really up for this. Wrestling. I can do wrestling. It's been 18 months, but I can do this. This will be great. I've never been so relieved driving home thinking, thank fuck that man didn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. So is that where you're kind of sitting? Are you thinking about it? Or are you just like, yeah, maybe not anymore?
0: I mean, last year pre-pandemic it was going to be my last year anyway like me and coach wicker were going to do our tag team you know hugs and handshakes and the, the things like that mm-hmm. we're going to call it and it's it was going to be quite a lot of fun and, and i i got to the point and this is going to sound really it's, it's not meant to sound up my ass but it's a case of i'd already i'd worked with most of the people i wanted to work with in sepw and really the most fun i had wrestling was when i was working with matt either that being like his manager or doing stuff on commentary when he was like producing next to me that was the most fun i had working with him because i was working with one of my closest mates and then yeah like the prospects of i like talking to keith cow it's like yeah i drive down to a sort of quality wrestling down the south coast it's like that's a four hour round trip to bump around with people you don't know and it's like yeah he attended the show he helped he's he's got his debut with them in crawley in um I think it's either September or October that he's booked in for a show in Crawley with those guys, which is great for him because he's a good good talent, he's a good hand. But I started thinking I've got... I love doing the podcast, so I'm not being off an evening to train with that. I've got work meetings a couple of evenings a week. So if I actually want to see my wife, I can't really train in the evenings.
1: Training in the evenings it is then,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Based on some conversations recently, yes, I'd fucking love to. (laughs) But A segue into that, what I did do um, over the last couple of days is I recorded my next Pro Wrestling All-Stars show, doing commentary for it, and it was their 10-year anniversary show. And, I mean, it is a fantastic promotion, but the match, like, there was a grudge match between Steve Venom, who's actually the promoter-owner of um, Pro Wrestling All-Stars, and Spike Bones for their Daredevil title. Two out of three falls, like grudge match that has built storyline-wise for four years up to this point. This was a show back in 2018, so we're doing sort of classic cover. And genuinely, for an independent wrestling show, and it may not be for everyone's taste, it had everything for me. It had storytelling, it had callbacks to other matches and parts of their relationship over this four years for this title. And I was calling the action um obviously um Steve's really kind he gives me a big like set of notes and gr- well produced things for what I what he'd like me to get over and what I get over to say but he didn't give me many notes for this match other than what I'd already known which was great and i got really bought in i got really invested into this match especially on this card and then so that that match it was brilliant in itself um and then one of their wrestlers had like suffered a bad leg injury the previous November so November 17 it was a wrestler called Gabriel Angel Fire who'd suffered a leg injury like has to walk with a stick can't really do much anymore so they inducted him into their hall of fame and he basically scripted out the translation for me cuz professional Stage is a um, a Belgian wrestling promotion mm-hmm. so i was i thought i'm going to one take this and i'm going to try and translate it based on what's in here and it was quite easy to translate it and by the end of just this Hall of Fame speech from Gabriel Angelfar. I was so emotional about the amount of time this man invested in Pro Wrestling All Stars and like the injury he suffered in a different promotion. And I was like, Oh. oh it's nice when wrestling makes me feel really emotional. So it's <laughs> really, really fun show. So um
1: And where can you find this show?
0: Um that it's going to be available on a powered powered four. So, nice how do you spell that? uh no idea mate <laughs> <laughs> isn't it part of uh your clan? Your roster of bits i don't think so powered for or or powered yeah i'll post the links out on my uh, on social media i'm at the text williams but
1: p-o-w-e-r-e-d four dot tv powered for tv there you <laughs> go.
0: Um, powered the number four but, but, TV. but genuinely, give them a follow on Twitter, PW underscore All Stars, or you can visit their website, prowrestling.be. But speaking of B-E, B-T-E, AEW was fucking good again this week, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> I was going to say, as you were talking about being emotionally invested in wrestling, like I had my one-to-one with my boss, Ollie Davis, this week. Clang! And... <laughs> 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 hey, hey. He's, yeah, whatever. Um... <laughs> I can't believe you clanged me for Ollie. Like what? He, he's, he's he's a wrestling he per,
0: he's a wrestling personality. He's right, a blue fair he's a blue right. ticked Twitterer.
1: I don't. know. I speak to him almost every day. It's like so casual to me at this point.
0: All right, I'll just say Ollie because <laughs> I
1: just don't want to be name checking. So my boss Ollie, we had a little one to one, and I think most people have a one to one every month or whatever. Me and Ollie tend to do it every few months because he just can't kind of lets me get on with my editing and stuff. It's fine. Um, and basically, we just spent the first ten minutes going. Really love wrestling. I love wrestling more right now than I have in maybe fifteen years. Like it's just the fucking best. <laughs> Such an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. And WWE is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They had a couple of decent shows with fans and stuff, but it is all AEW for me right now. I'm so so deeply emotionally invested. I feel like a kid. I keep showing, or friends of mine keep watching aw dynamite along with me hmm. <laughs> through magic of tv i don't know um and uh yes yeah, so i'm watching it with casuals who don't really follow wrestling nowadays and they're coming out of the show going can we please watch this again next week i'm like yeah of course <laughs> i'm more than happy to get fans invested more and these are people that you know were watching in 97 98 99 sort of thing. And now they're coming back to pro wrestling, and they're loving it. Like they watched that opening five-man tag with the Elite and the Dark Order, and they were laughing. They were going, "This is incredible! Like, what's happening? Who's the small
0: guy with the beard? He's amazing!" <laughs> awesome. That'll be Tex Williams. Oh wait, wrong video. <laughs> it's, that melt it's to drive driver so slam man. dunk hilarious. Yeah. It's a, such a shame the ball didn't go in the net. That was such exactly. a shame. Yeah, but and also. <sighs> god's favorite champion with another dynamite promo including and my double jointed wife it's like yes there's another lana rez sorry there's another cj perry reference in there yeah. but like you said and the trolling the trolling <laughs> that AEW do is so so on point it's and yeah. it's only ruined by charvo guerrero <laughs> seriously that 10-man tag was breathtaking and i was instantly removed from this program when that Prick showed up to upset Pac, going, Oh, we've got them coming in a limo. But they haven't been on the show. So where have you ferried them off to in a limo? I can't sure, imagine. I, I thought it was quite funny we decided describing to Puck what a limo was, because Puck wouldn't understand what a limo was. <laughs> I did quite like that, I'm gonna be honest. But I mean, yeah, AW. I, I also like the fact that the little backstage thing where Malachi Black kicked code rose at the face said, EVP, coach Tony, <laughs> on the little labels behind their <laughs> chairs. <laughs> it's
1: people with creative freedom like i think this is why punk and dragon are going to end up in AEW. i fully believe they are at this point it's because it's not because of the money i really don't think it's because of the money i think both these guys are minted for the rest of their lives at this point i think it's honestly they love pro wrestling as much as we love pro wrestling you know and they want that creative freedom they see these guys on tv being able to do what they do and to be have that versatility of characters and development and types and styles and everything and it's everything, you, every next segment on an AEW show is something different. It gives you something refreshing. It's, it's, oh, it's so good. It's like the Attitude Era, but better and with astonishingly talented wrestlers every single fucking match.
0: Even, it's even like the Julia Hart and Thunder Rosa match. I know it's like yeah. essentially the Let Me Down before the, 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 essentially the faux death match in the main. It was great. And the thing like you just mentioned there, I've been watching Dynamite because I said, that's why I started paying for, um, for AW Plus on Fight. Because I wasn't going to wait till midnight on a Saturday for it to appear on ITV4. And it's must-see television for me. And I'm so invested yeah. because nothing, nothing has ever been the same. And I know they've got the advantage of being a brand new promotion. But considering during the pandemic, and I know ev- you know they've had some, you know, Duff shows sometimes. But when a wrestling promotion and people go, Oh, that episode of Dynamite was crap that goes to show you how good it is. Because you never hear anyone go, Fuck well if you do, it's a shock where someone falls off a chair and goes, Bloody hell, Raw was good.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: And speaking of Raw, should we get into tonight's show?
0: Um, it's almost like we've worked in tune on this podcast for over 100, 110 episodes now for me to be able to set that up for you to be able to take the link. Well done. Well played. Let's
1: go. So it's WWE Raw from the 24th of February, 2014, episode 1083, if you want to go find it on the Network, if you're uh, in Europe, if you're in America, I'm sorry, I don't know where you're going to find this show, but <laughs> I think it's on Peacock somewhere if you can find it. It is the night after Elimination Chamber. We are in the Resh Center.
0: How do you pronounce that? I'm going to say the Resh Center. The
1: Resh Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin, USA. Where Mr. Kennedy
0: lives, but doesn't appear on the show.
1: True. Uh, Yeah, he's... TNA at this point. Definitely TNA at this point. This is post-Aces and Aights, isn't it? Because we did it. It's 2013.
0: Yeah, good old Aces and Nates.
1: <laughs> ah, uh, yeah. Remarkably,
0: <laughs> better than this shit.
1: Mm, maybe. I think we'll have to uh, come to that conclusion or that question at the end of the series, you know, because they've still got seven weeks to go on this. Oh, so yeah. We'll see. Mm, up until this point, maybe it's better. At least Aces and Aights was very, very bad and funny.
0: And this it's episode of Raw did a, a 3.31 rating, so it must be better than current mm. standards because more people watched it.
1: Well, it's the night after the pay-per-view, isn't it? They always do quite good ratings. I think people are expecting stuff from our hero of the story, for example, but... Mm. <laughs> so this is broadcast live on the USA Network, Sky Sports in the UK, but we all watch it on the WWE Network. The commentary is still from Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, and JBL. We hoped that maybe post chamber they would change this up, but no luck, sir.
0: Now, obviously, I as I've been doing so far in this series, I have been writing a small foreword for this uh, for this uh, wonderful episode of Monday Night Raw. Mm. However, do, you do
1: what happened on SmackDown first.
0: Well, there wasn't one because we did SmackDown oh. at Chamber. Oh yeah, of course. So there's I'd been have. no there's been no Smacky D, but unfortunately, my opening gambit of this week's episode actually involves who appears to start the show
1: well i have written something for him as well so well what does yours evolve around let me put this is it like a diatribe like you did last time like a speech
0: it's just the mine's
1: based around his music
0: (laughs) oh no no mine is basically just an introduction to what's important and And why he's setting the scene. And it sets the scene going forward for this episode.
1: Okay, so they're now forever. Uh, Do you want to do the opening line or do you want to go into your bit and then we'll do the opening line? Well. You do your bit. Go ahead, go ahead, go for it.
0: He's back, brother. (laughs) Seven years after Hulkamania last ran wild in WWE, the immortal one himself, Hulk Hogan, put the plane into a nosedive, Hulk Hogan, returned home. Olivon, my son. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he returned home to the delight in inverted commas of the WWE universe and lawyers everywhere. It's not hot. <laughs> oh, it's Why hot. You doing this all <laughs> <laughs> the Hulkster's first address to the WWE universe, boa wrapped round his neck, the, the biggest arms in the world proudly on display. Other than Johnny Hungies, although his appearance was brief, but it was still incredibly profound on a day when WWE both celebrated its history and paved the way for its future with the launch of the WWE Network the presence of Hogan proved very much appropriate and the WWE universe and Bubba's wife were more than happy to welcome him back to the fold and needless to add are you he's already hulking up over the prospect of hosting WrestleMania 30 so once more we're feeling what you're going to do gotta be careful because those cameras are everywhere (laughs) it's so funny that
1: we both hit the same points but mine goes like this hopefully i won't fuck this up (laughs) you're caught being racist but it hurts inside you said the n-word fucked barber's wife (laughs) Da, 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 da. Don't apologize. Just avoid getting caught. If it's too fucking late, Vince will still make you the hose <laughs> I am a racist American. Fuck all the rights of every man.
0: I was wondering what type of man you were going for there. I thought that would have been like definitely editing time. That was a masterpiece. <laughs> well done, sir very good thanks man
1: said the n-word fucked Bubba's wife is maybe my favorite line i've ever written in my life
0: <laughs> said the
1: n-word fucked Bubba's wife Ah, now
0: when are, gonna record- when are we going to record when are we going to record this to put that as a bonus track on the pod i mean why not fuck it <laughs> so racist cunt hogan is here hogan is the
1: host of wrestlemania wrestlemania new orleans the Fleury logo fucking gorgeous right
0: it's beautiful, a fantastic, you know, it's, it starts setting up. We've got the big sign, you know, I know we've had it Elimination Chamber, but the fact that they're now putting, putting the graphics on, you're getting that feel for WrestleMania. And little did we know at this time, Hulk Hogan is going to be a reformed character to learn to look over his shoulder.
1: <laughs> uh, Cole welcomes us to the show, boom. Uh, hello everyone, we are live on Raw on the road to WrestleMania. That's the opening to the show. It's fucking trash. Quick question. Uh, Cole, then. Quick Cole. question.
0: We're on the road to WrestleMania. Has anyone actually mapped out the, the journey they take from here to New Orleans? Because they're all over the fucking shop. Do they not have, like, route planner <laughs> or something? We're on the road to WrestleMania. We just need to film a lot of content for Ride Along.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's... When does this road start? It starts a Rumble, right? So starts, we get walleye. Yeah, Six weeks of Raw and Smackdown, then a chamber, then another seven weeks of Raw and Smackdown. And it's like, uh, can we, can we do this, this road has no <laughs> linear narrative to it. It's just all over the fucking place.
0: Until they first mentioned it and they were like, years from now, we'll throw in another fucking pointless paper and we'll call it Roadblock.
1: Oh, good Lord. Yeah, it's not great, is it?
0: Followed by the other pay-per-view, Yield. Or merge,
1: <laughs> amber flashing light. Whatever. Um. So th- So basically, I had this thought. Right. This is Hogan in 2014. Is this the Mister America run?
0: Oh no! This Mister America was long before this. Was it? Because that, that has that my favorite time. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh, of possibly. Yeah.
1: Because this that has my favorite Hulk Hogan promo of all time. You know. I'm the perfect gay guy. Gay guy. <laughs> it's like, just hearing Hogan say that. It's such It's Just the best. Um, Hogan gets confused about what is the WWE Universe and what is the WWE Network. It's very funny.
0: I mean, foreshadowing <laughs> for Hogan making a big blooper on the grandest stage at the mall.
1: Yes, at the mall indeed. Um, it's It's so funny. He goes... I'm so happy to see the WWE Network that will be vested by the WWE Universe who will watch the network.
0: (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? I'm I'm boffing Bubba's wife at $9.99. Yeah. Sex crazy and (laughs) racist mad. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Is is, is this another thing for Tax Williams? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. No, I uh, hate
1: Hogan... so. <laughs> <laughs> you are from It, I knew it. <laughs> Hogan announces the thing they told us about on his way to the ring. He's the host of WrestleMania. What you gonna do when Hulkamania, the WWE Network, and WrestleMania 30 run wild on you, brother? I'm like, how indeed? Does a video streaming run wild on a collective of human beings. Is
0: this a thing? Like, what? Uh, It's just, it doesn't work, does it?
1: (laughs) No. So we cut to commentary. You go, WWE Network,
0: WWE Network, WWE Network. Do you know there's a WWE Network? (laughs) 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 Like, I think we got it. Thanks. The only thing I'm happy about of all these network things, it means that from now until Mania, we're going to get to see some absolutely wonderful wonderful plugs for how to use a tablet and a smartphone (laughs) jerry lawler trying to work out how to use an app is maybe my favorite thing in wrestling at this time it's so funny
1: it's so inept you can't fucking use an
0: app mate and here's me going onto my webble browser on snapstagram (laughs) did you notice on some of the
1: uh name cards for this show they have, like, you know, their Facebook, their Twitter, and their Tout And their Tout, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't noticed before. Oh, mate, that this... I was going to say, because they heavily invested in Tout, because they're like, this, yeah. this. I mean, in fairness, they weren't wrong, because Tout was, like, early TikTok. Was it? I'd I, I never used it. I mean, me neither, because even at that time, I was in, like, my, my late 20s. No, I wasn't. Yes, I was. Yeah, at this time, I would have been in my late 20? No, I've been 30. Can't, can't do numbers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll move on because I don't
0: want to. <laughs> <laughs> so they demonstrate
1: the network, run down the card. Lesnar apparently will be here. And I'm like, spoilers, what? And this is, again, another thing with WWE that just p- endlessly pisses me off. Why, why announce he's going to be here? Why don't just have him appear on the show? Because Vince McMahon thinks people still have a telephone
0: and they, like, phone their mates and yeah. go... Guess who I've just seen on the USA network? Turn the channel over from watching CSI: Ardvark or wherever you are, whatever one we're on now. Come on, Brock Lesnar's <laughs> going to be on the telly later, and they'll go the UFC man. Yeah, yeah. who is this? It's Chuck. I, I love that AW have
1: proven that this is not the best way to do this by just having a show that you know you need to tune in because stuff's going to happen. Means that more and more people are tuning in every week. Like I love that he's throwing this in Vince's face and going, "Ha ha! Your system does not work. You are wrong for fifteen fucking years, Vince."
0: Although, in yes. fairness, yeah, you know, AEW mm. announced most of the matches in advance of the card and at the start of the show they run down the match card so you know what's coming. That's great. WWE don't need to bother because they've been running the same matches for fifteen years. So why waste the time? They don't Fair want to. Point. They don't want to insult but- the intelligence of the WWE universe.
1: But just throw out there, they never announce a debut or something. They didn't announce Matt Hardy was going to be there, didn't announce Brody was going to be there, didn't announce Malachi Black, Rusev, whatever. You know what I mean? They're always a surprise. And like, as a kid growing up, that was my favourite thing about pro wrestling.
0: My favourite moment, probably ever, is Chris Jericho debuting on Raw. Oh, yeah, the Millennium Countdown. Although, in fairness mm. to them, like we say that, AJ Styles, that was quite a hot debut in, in, in Rumble bruh bruh
1: yeah but but (laughs) that's like what one out of like a million can we talk about carrying cross is that a thing we're allowed Hardy's
0: returning at mania yeah like now and again they get it right oh yeah don't get me wrong i'm it's the problem is from vince's standpoint the nxt wrestlers are not big stars so why would they be a case of oh my god who's this like even when brock appeared after mania 17 no mania 18 he, he debuted after and then just beat the shit out of spike dudley that was hilarious and it's like who what is this monster and straight away yeah you've got your attention but i mean even when nick khan in like a recent interview turned and go we don't we're not a wrestling company we don't even use that word here it's in your bloody name <laughs> Yeah
1: as I've said to you and many other people recently who have said that sort of stuff to in chat to me is um you know I can take a fucking potato and call it an octopus it's still a fucking potato you know if it looks like wrestling smells like wrestling they're doing wrestling you know it's a fucking wrestling show I'm sorry like you can call it whatever the fuck you want it is a wrestling show
0: I I mean I'm I'm just taken aback by the the <laughs> I can take a potato and call it an octopus. It's still a potato line. <laughs> I mean, it's factual. I mean, very true. Yes, very true. Network, network,
1: network, network. So we get a rematch, obviously. WWE. <laughs> <It's laughs> Batista versus Bertie River. Uh, full Batista here in his orange and grey pants. It's, it's fucking weird, isn't
0: it? I, I I know Gracie now. I know Gracie. I've learned. Yeah, I've he l- knows I, a
1: Gracie. No, isn't it? He knows an armbar.
0: <laughs> Batista backstage go. Yeah, I, I I've um. What? Oh, so you do MMA, do you, Batista? What did you? Is it yep, jiu-jitsu? Yep. Is it judo? No, I'm um I'm fully proficient in Gracie. What? <laughs> yep. I I'm a Gracie fighter. I'm a black. I'm a brown belt in Gracie through brown yeah, nosing. Yeah, yeah. Gracie. Uh, uh, Gracie. Uh, e, Eve Torres is a is a Gracie. Uh, yep. punks are Gracie. Yeah. We've all trained Gracie. Yeah.
1: Did Did you know it's not called a cross arm breaker? It's called an arm bar.
0: Mm. So what's the difference, Dave, on a Gracie between that and a Fudgy Wura armbar? <laughs> a Fudgy Wura, you know that w- that one that Mister Mister Fujiwara used to do. You know Yoko's manager. No, no, he was called Mister Fuji. Yeah, and there was a Fujiwara armbar. That was his name, fudgy wasn't it? Wara. Fujiwara. No. Fujiwara. I think you'll find, mate. Fudgy. <laughs> it's not pronounced Fuji. It's Fudgy. All right. Fudgy Wura. <laughs> armbar anyway move, bo- so- moving on <laughs> i tried <laughs>
1: there's a to sign in the crowd front row hard cam obviously and uh batista points to it and goes oh, oh look at you he's just starting to mock the fans a little bit here so you get the feeling like dave's starting to turn heel. i'm like oh this rings good for where we want this story to go and the story we want them to tell so I, I had positive feelings at this, seeing Dave act a bit heelish.
0: I've just written down his quote for later, <laughs> which I thought was mm. very tight to Stonehill. Uh,
1: oh, the bit post match. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I will say, um, uh, Alberta River. He's a bit of a cunt, right? Well, a massive cunt. He does do the Chris Hammerick spot in this match, though.
0: This is the disappointing thing for me to say this. The character of Alberto Del Rio in Ring, very, very good.
1: Kind of, yeah.
0: Well, look what he's working with. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Anyone who does the Chris Hamrick spot. Yeah, it's good. It's a really good spot. I remember seeing Chris Hamrick do it in ECW for the first time and just shitting myself. <laughs> for those that uh, don't know the spot, do you want to describe it, Tax?
0: Well, I think I think if you haven't seen it, just like Google it. Shit scared. It's probably the best thing to do it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's a fudgy wah wah <laughs> It's taking a flat back bump through the second rope. It's it's fucking mental to the floor. It's just nuts. But yeah, well, I won't describe it properly. Do it, do just go look up Chris Hamrick spot. I guess you'll find it. Go look. Um, they they botched the fuck out of a Bertie super kick knee attempt. Uh, it's uh, yeah, not great. Uh, Dave warming up for the finish, interrupted by Randy Orton roll up one two three. Bertie wins. WWE to a T. Tax.
0: Well, he's our main eventer, so we can't have him going into Mania strong. <laughs> yeah, why would you? He's our top
1: baby face so randy reads off his lines to dave hey dave fans don't like you says randy orton (laughs) orton rushes (laughs) sorry uh orton rushes through his lines you know so the crowd don't boo him or chant randy savage or something um but big dave is shattered so has to take a second and it's instantly like oh we've got a gap in the talking cm punk cm punk from the whole fucking arena They hate these two. Absolutely hate them.
0: Do you think the WWE chance will stop for CM Punk when he goes to AEW?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure, mate. There's a reason you never heard a WCW chant.
0: Sorry, what you're hearing me in the background is trying to dispose of a (laughs) a very annoying fly.
1: Mate, go murder that motherfucker. It's all right. I'm I'm leaving space here because this is the bit where Dave starts talking. He said you had a line
0: written down. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) If they cheer me... I cheer... (laughs) If you cheer the wrestlers, they perform better. (laughs) (laughs) But if they cheer me, I cheer them back. If they boo me, I boo them back. If you want to win, make it a win. (laughs) If you don't want to lose, make it a win.
1: (laughs) Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on... Hmm. (laughs) Seamus? I love the idea of like, you know fans cheering Batista and he goes yeah and they boo him and he goes boo <laughs> <laughs> back to them so stupid it's
0: great
1: oh, who write this shit my god oh, yeah. exactly so Batista goes on about honesty and how he'll beat his former friend at Mania no one gives a shit uh, they don't even chant for dragon it's like a calm acceptance of this shitty main event of Wrestlemania at this point Backstage, kind of just giving up
0: Backstage, Vince going, mm, "That was a good reaction. We've got <laughs> money here." Hey, hey, Paul, what are your mates good to headline WrestleMania? Uh, even like Triple H at this stage going, "Oh fuck!" <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Network, network, network. By the network, do you know this network? Um, uh, how much is the network? Uh, at this point, they don't say it. He starts spamming it in the weeks to come, I believe. But you know, is. Uh, 999, don't you
0: know? But you get a seven-day free trial when you sign up.
1: Yeah, free trial network network. Free trial, free trials. 999 free trial. iPad. <laughs> Non-title match up next. How exciting of Cesaro <laughs> with Jack Swagger and Hogan's favourite, Seb Coulter. <laughs> <laughs> versus my current favourite in WWE, Big E, who uh, deserves every advance he's getting at this point. Fucking great to see him actually getting a push for once. I think they are that desperate pushing guys we actually want them to push tags it's good isn't it
0: it's lovely i'm seeing biggie one of the highlights and potentially should have been had dragon not managed to crowbar his way into main event again (laughs) um watching him in
1: 2014 you can see that maybe this guy would be ready in a year or two
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's been an absolute in fairness though i was about to say it's been an absolute waste the fact that he's made so much money and such a positive impact for his time in the new yeah. day. I think it's absolutely, I think it's only because now after they split them up after so long, that biggie's gone. Oh yeah. I want to fucking do that. Let, let yeah, me absolutely. do that. Especially if I'm not allowed to ride with the people I've been, you know, who are now my closest friends in the business and you won't let me ride with them because you put them on raw because you thought it'd be funny to split up the new day. Yeah. But this match had some amazing commentary in when we get there. I mean, Big E (laughs) is incredible, but there's stuff I wrote down for this, which is why Big E did not get over in 2014.
1: So instant We The People chant for the heel in the match. Uh, Some fans chant USA, which has me very confused. I'm like, so the real American Swiss guy or the American guy? (laughs) Like,
0: I feel like they're chanting for the Swiss guy. By chanting USA. It's strange. And also, this is, I believe, the first show that Big E has eaten his name.
1: Oh, yeah. He's just Big E at this point. He's lost the Langston, is not he?
0: Careless. Left it in catering. Very. <laughs>
1: <laughs> JBL asks us if the E in Big, <laughs> Big yeah, E's name
0: is <laughs> stands for...
1: Oh, look, do you want to do it? Go on.
0: So, Michael Cole, go... What, JBL, what does the E... Big E stand for and Michael Cole goes the E stands for Etor. tour. JBL goes like, like in Winnie the Pooh, and Cole goes, Ugh. No, that's Igor.
1: It's painful, painful listening to these fucking idiots on commentary every fucking oh, while we do Jesus. It's like, thanks for coming, guys. Now, shut the fuck up for five minutes, please. Let me enjoy something about this show without you spurting bollocks over the top of
0: it, fucking atrocious and you wonder why no one cares about the product <laughs> I even <laughs> tweeted it earlier today about like JR's trombone line and just listening to him Shivani and Excalibur just mm. makes me in- I don't know they're there this is the thing right they're there they're good they, they tell the stories they narrate everything I need to hear but I don't know that they're there there's nothing they do that is annoying Yeah, Michael Cole, JBL, and King annoy the shit out of me.
1: They don't talk about the wrestling. It's ridiculous. They're they're literally imagine going to watching a football game on TV, and they never mention the fucking game that's happening on the pitch in front of you. (laughs) You'd be fuming.
0: I don't know. Like, why
1: do we accept this on TV for Raw? Like, why do we fucking accept this shit?
0: I'd accept it for a Spurs game. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't talk about the sport. (laughs)
1: Jimmy Smith has been pretty damn good. I also like what's the uh play not the play by play guy, the colour guy on Oh Pat McAfee. Smackdown. Oh, love him. Right. Absolutely fucking love him. McAfee
0: guy. got that. But and like I remember Meathead moaning about this from day one. He was like, Why have they got rid of Joe? Why have they got McAfee? And it's like, well McAfee's got two point one million Twitter followers and probably a hell of a lot more. And I think um Samojo's got quarter of a million. So already he's got a big network stretch to spread that message. And look at it now. Some of the decisions they made on commentary is terrible, but putting someone who is allowed to go and say and do what the fuck they want, and also, let's throw it out there, had probably one of the best celebrity matches in WWE history against Adam Cole. A couple of the best
1: matches. I'd say one and two. I think they're both fucking awesome. Yeah. So that match with Cole and that cage match, like the War Games stuff, like fuck me, yeah. I remember loving both those matches, like really invested and I don't really watch NXT very much nowadays.
0: The fact that, and this is the biggest travesty of that whole thing, it's like, give McAfee a live mic without a script and let him be a wrestler. You have a main event talent.
1: I, I don't disagree with you, man. I seriously think he has the potential. I think um, he's had enough time and enough money you're like because he's a, a ex-punter, isn't he, yeah. From some big team? Was it Green Bay or New York or someone? I don't know, whatever. Um, and so I think he's rich enough and has enough of a following that he doesn't need to kind of sacrifice his body in the ring, but you know he's gonna have those matches occasionally, those one-offs, you know. And I think it's a very cool, versatile sort of player to have on commentary. Um you see those clips of him on social media where he's there, are they're in ads or whatever on SmackDown. And he's up on the commentary table with a mic kind of putting over Big E and getting the crowd hyped up. I think he does a fucking great job, man. Very, very impressed.
0: Agreed. Very much agreed. Like, McAfee has been a breath of fresh air on SmackDown. Mm. So, um... <laughs> I was going to say, all, all good good luck to Gronk when again he tries to sign and then doesn't get an NFL contract and Gronk can't cut it at McAfee's level.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Not even close. Like, it's just there's, there's something about people who get wrestling, and people that are just good athletes you know it's very different
0: well gronk won't go there now mojo's were not not there will he yeah i guess so
1: um so colin lawler start to find jbl immensely tedious in this match and start to like make it very obvious to this matter and i bet vince is like fapping himself to death backstage listening to this shit he loves the friction doesn't he
0: it's 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 ridiculous but i, I do have a a beautiful like Whilst this was all going on, because I basically like go, oh, commentary's being shit. But meanwhile, in the ring, these guys are like power moving the hell out of each other. It's spectacular. Hell You've got yeah. Cesaro using like impressive tilt to world backbreakers and Big E's matching them at every turn. And they need to basically find two more bruisers at this time. Spend the entire time building all of these rests up in different combinations, singles, triple threats, fatal four ways, tags, handicap match, anything you could think of. And then you'd be up there and you'd have things like, The new SmackDown six, except without Chavo dragging everyone down. Be amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Shame they never really kind of put this into fruition, you know.
0: But imagine at this time, so you've got these guys, so you've got Cesaro, Big E throwing Seamus, throwing Brody at this time, and then you've just got this amazing foundation for a brand new equivalent of SmackDown six. And it's such wasted talent that it's only getting its push seven years later.
1: Yeah, same as Cesaro as well. Exactly the same scenario. It's really gutting because you see these two guys and they're not just big horse lads. They're astonishingly athletic and agile. It's genuinely mind-blowing some of the stuff they do in this match. It's just a kind of like, you know, opening raw match.
0: <laughs> it's it's they're the under- perfect like description for these two. is They are modern athletes because they can do... Yep. Everything and anything. They can do high flying. They can do technical. They can do speed. They can do strength. They can do anything. They can literally do anything. And it's the modern athlete in professional wrestling they need.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Awesome pop-up a cup moment, which you just like seeing Cesaro launch Big E into the air. It's it's nuts, man. He's so, so over in 2014. The crowd absolutely adore him. Um, But the finish comes when Swagger tries to interfere. Jack eats a big E lariat. Cesaro does the swing to Big E. It's very, very fun. Uh, But Swagger jumps in the ring and locks in the ankle lock for the DQ finish.
0: Boo! Uh, What are you doing, Jack?
1: It's very WWE again, isn't it? You know, kind of a clean finish, mate.
0: Although, dissension. They're teasing it. They're teasing Swagger Cesaro. So again, at this stage, I'd be penciling and going, right, if I'm having to book the Mania card on the undercard, I'm going to have Swagger versus a face Cesaro.
1: The lack of consistency with the Cesaro swagger stories starting to get to me again, man, because like there was no tension, then there was tension. Then Jack suddenly is beating everyone up and has got over this hurdle that he had. And then they go to the pay-per-view and now we come to Raw and Oh, there's tension again. And for some reason Jack's just jumping in the ring to be extra aggressive. I guess there's some sort of logic to it whereby, you know, he's got his aggressive side back and he can't stop himself getting involved. But it's like, do they have tension or do they not have tension? You know what I mean? Like, I want some... I want I want a linear narrative. I want something simple for an undercard player. I don't want big, overly ridiculous, stupid finishes all the time and stuff. The buzz on the know, internet... Maybe I'm being too picky.
0: I was going to say, the buzz on the internet at this time, like, the general consensus across, like, all the resting sites, all the review sites... It was a case of, you know, they want this swagger Cesaro thing blown off, get Cesaro as far away from Zeb Cole to as they possibly can so he can actually be involved in something in a prominent position on the card. And that was the fans' feelings in, like, Feb 2014. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's incredible how much... I mean, I say they've wasted a talent because we want everyone to be... We want the people we like to be at the top of the game. I can't imagine Cesaro's not earning well. As someone like who's been in WWE for you know best part of a decade. So and I can't imagine if he was making bad money, he wouldn't have tried his hand somewhere else. It's just such a shame for as a wrestling fan, and considering we don't, you know, WWE isn't a wrestling company, but as a wrestling fan Fucking is. It is. It's a it's an octopus. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but what I'd say is probably quite a selfish thing to say. And yeah, like like we've said in, in previous podcasts. Do you think Cesaro has wasted the best years of his career being in WWE rather than taking the chance to go elsewhere? I mean, in fairness, there was nowhere elsewhere. I mean, if this was That's the A- problem, A- if AEW it, yeah. was around in twenty fourteen, none of these guys would have re-signed contracts. They would have had the opportunity sure, to bounce yeah. between the two. So I suppose I've answered my own question there. Why did Cesaro stick around? Because there was nowhere else to go.
1: He ain't going to TNA. <laughs> you imagine him in a fucking little pleather jacket you know what i mean like, nah. i'd
0: love him in aces and eights no 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 yes no. yes yes he'd, so, he'd, he'd be Delo's right-hand man Delo's prospect
1: <laughs> so there is one thing we need to mention that post-match here um so cesaro gives biggie a neutralizer which is upside down kind of stars clash type thing but biggie lets go a bit too early Ooh, yeah and it looks terrifying you can see cesaro realize something's happened and he goes whoop and doesn't quite drop down all the way i'm like he's not only an astonishing wrestler (laughs) he's got brains and understands not to kill his opponent and can like when aj stars goes to do the stars clash and realizes someone tucks their chin you can see him adjust like he knows to look out for it like those guys are a, a level above your average pro wrestler you know I, I'm so impressed the speed at which Cesaro saves this, this guy's life essentially
0: yeah and that's the thing on the Styles Clash the second you don't see someone turn their head like because their instant reaction of if bumping is tuck the chin don't fucking yeah. tuck the chin turn your face so you go sideways so you don't bust your nose when you go down I mean man Ugh. but as you said like Cesaro has been like we've seen him on Raw his match we've He's the MVP of Raw without even being highlighted as the MVP of Raw. Yeah, absolutely. But MVP's (laughs) not here, so who else is here, Rich?
1: (laughs) Last week, the Wyatt's attacked Cena. So we'll address the WWE Uni Network Universe next. Sorry. Network Network 999999 Network Network. The Network. (laughs) Yamadoo, <laughs> and his name is John Cena. Bah, Paul,
0: bah, 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 Paul Heyman's version of this on SmackDown was probably the highlight of SmackDown for me. Well done. <laughs> Just swaggering off out the back and backstage up the right aisle. It was great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: great, wasn't it? Yeah, it's really funny. Network, network, network. Uh, a bit of a subdued Cena promo here. Uh, he's talking about how he's the gatekeeper of WWE. It's never a good position for you. Top guys to refer to themselves as the gatekeeper, in my opinion. He calls out Brave for taking him out the night before at the chamber. Um what did you think about this beginning segment of this promo? Like it didn't seem a scene I like to see at least. It seems a bit less motivated than usual. I guess going into Romania he hasn't got plans at this point.
0: I think this was always going to be the plan, like to try and steer something mm. with Wyatt's based on what we saw leading up to Chamber the fact that the Whites came out, attacked Cena during that six-man match, so they planted the seed there for this. Yeah. But I wonder if Cena was trying to play that, because I think leading up to it, he'd lost at Night of Champions or TLC, whichever one we covered at the pre uh, the prequel episode of this pod, just to set the scene for... Oh, the Ascension Ceremony, that was it. So he set that all up for him and Orton. Cena's desperate to get to Mania to this main event, so him being subdued... For marine level acting, John Cena was, I'd expect this to be the case. No pump up the crowd, expecting the dueling chance as always, but I didn't have a problem with him not being overly um, over enthusiastic, considering he still said exactly the same that he did without being overly enthused.
1: Sure, man. It's just uh, not the Cena I've come to expect, you know. So maybe he's just trying something different here. Could be simple simple as that, you know. Had a fight with Becky Bella, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe just having an off day. Maybe he's a bit sick of the travel or something. But um, so Cena's cutting his promo. Are you a booker? Do you not know what to do with John Cena at WrestleMania this year? We <laughs> <laughs> don't. Hey <laughs> <AJ, Lee>. Jay, <laughs> Green Bay, we're here. Bray blows out his LED. Uh, Bray <laughs> cuts one of his better promos, I would say.
0: He's got to go against the gatekeeper, the keeper yeah, of secrets, sure. if you will.
1: It Cena. It says, "Cena is hollow and a liar. Uh, Bray is real, and they are the reapers that bring death to the era of lies." And I'm like, "Oh, that's quite a cool line, man." Yeah, you could tell at this
0: stage he was allowed to do a little bit of his own stuff. Yeah, I think the problem with some
1: vamp vamp general giving this speech, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) You mean Kevin (laughs) Fettig when he was (laughs) mortified?
1: No, I meant like. Manfred, you know, but like, okay, whatever.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, because when you said vampire, like, oh, vampire.
1: <laughs> no, no, like, vampire count, like, you know, what we'll happened? Oh, Vlad
0: good. von Karsten, sorry. Yeah, that's all good.
1: Isn't not Manfred von Karstein, isn't that his name?
0: I think it was Vlad. Vlad and Isabella mm. were the two undead. Okay, I mean, that's okay. so, oh. all right. Well, well it, best go and re edit that Age of Sigma video for the 48th time.
1: What Age of my video? I don't know what you're talking about. We haven't definitely haven't announced that yet. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Cena talks more. It
1: says, Y'all, son, and go time, Jack. So you know he's serious. Like when Roman says, Bitch. Bitch. Y'all, son. <laughs> While around the ring and eventually get the better of Cena, Cena starts to sell his leg. Mm. To which the fans go, CM Punk, <laughs> CM Punk great
0: in fairness though for again john cena and marine level acting to uh, sort of Mm. claim to not be able to walk after a single leg tackle he's done well he's got six weeks to recover from this bad injury will he make it that's what people are listening for what they're also (laughs) listening for is the opportunity to support the podcast by buying a t-shirt so make sure you head over to amazon.co.uk search "Wild wrestling podcast and buy a lovely t-shirt or a lovely hoodie we're heading into, I mean, I know we're in the midst of climate change, so get ready for snow in three days. <laughs> Buy a hoodie now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're generally fucking awesome quality. And cheaper than Young Bucks, man. So there you go, goodbye. We
0: don't like Young Bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't Bucks, we thought um, not Tito. So com or go to Amazon.co.uk and search World of Wrestling Podcast. It will come to the top of the
0: list. I should if also I mention that, that we something. don't sell our merch in Hot Topic because we're not punk uh, rock, as MC Lars once told us all. True, very true, very true.
1: So um, I will say now that even though Cena is uh, selling the leg, I bet he wins the match at Mania. I genuinely don't remember who wins, but I bet he does. <laughs> Why it start to creep off and actually get some booze? You're like, heels getting booze in 2014? What is this? It's <laughs>
0: great. My, so my, um, my note here is ah, we're gonna get lots of more mind games. The Cena will beat up Brody and Rowan for the next month.
1: Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bray jumps Cena from behind. Follow the buzzers. Uh, Some decent displays, you know, emphasizing Eric Rowe and lifting up and apparently injuring Cena's leg. Uh, It's, it's, yeah, it's all right. Do the big stretcher out with Cena and everything. I like the the emphasis on story here, at least. I've been complaining there isn't enough of that, so I'm happy with this.
0: Agreed. There's logical progression. So there we go. Because Bray Wyatt doesn't like hollow people.
1: <laughs> you think about where this scene of Bray feud goes. It leads us to eventually the um, Firefly Funhouse match. So all is forgiven, right? No matter how bad it is.
0: You can look, but you can't, can't touch. touch.
1: Yeah, fucking a. God, I'll never forget that moment. I, I, it's very rarely that I will spam text you during a match. <laughs> that was one. I was like sending you pictures of my face and my reactions as we were watching the match live.
0: It was uh, incredible. It was incredible. I, I
1: never had more fun watching wrestling. It's the, one of the best matches ever. Seriously, it's so so good. Um, so next up is Christian versus Seamus.
0: Yeah, uh, heel uh, Christian. Now remember heel Christian. Yeah,
1: weird, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Christian's still selling the chamber. Pretty cool. He's strapped up and stuff, and like you know, limps to the ring. I could, i like that bit. Agreed. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of a pre-show replay of Christian and are bitching at each other with the rated R superstar Brad Maddox um, who is apparently still Raw GM for some reason.
0: Because he had pictures to share. <laughs> <laughs> hey Vince. He hasn't, been,
1: he hasn't been on TV for like five weeks. <laughs> and like He's the Raw GM suddenly again. Like
0: I thought they just buried this storyline but no here he is pre-show. That's because he did a second tape with Woods and he said Vince <laughs> Hey, look what I've got, (laughs) Vinny. Get Brad on TV. He can give me good... good, This is good shit. (laughs) Uh, But
1: fuck all that shit. It's a shame for fame. Lobster Lobster head. head. Did you see the massive too many limes sign in the third row that Seamus points at and goes, (laughs) (laughs) there's
0: um, Love it. There was actually a ride-along that they did when uh, Seamus and Cesaro were the bar. And Cesaro basically goes, you do realise they take the piss out of your song." They get, and the Shane was like yeah they get my words wrong because Shane was like I just want to go back to my old music and it's like no everyone sings along to your new song and she was like but it's <laughs> the wrong words
1: they never should have changed it it's the best music ever but there's too it's many limes like, too many limes it's been the highlight of this run I'm going to be honest every time I hear it I laugh I pop it's, it's the best Um, honestly I didn't mind this match I didn't think it was that bad at all uh, they've got some quite good chemistry solid heel face even though in, naturally it seems like they should be the other way around. You know, naturally you'd imagine Seamus would be the heel and Christian would be the face, but it kind of works. I had there a real had issue. Spots. I like the selling.
0: I had a real issue in this, and again, I know Christian is a heel, mm-hmm. but the image of Christian putting Seamus in a bear hug, is like, yeah, it's just dumb. It doesn't work, it's, it's stupid. I mean, yep. I genuinely, because I've used it myself, the bear hug as a heel is a fantastic thing, but think of someone of my, like, broad stature and like putting a bear hug on someone like a voltage or a matt terry it looks right it looks like i'm bullying them but having christian essentially give seamus a cuddle just didn't do it not great
1: yeah sure christian's still fucking cheerleading even though he's the heel i'm like bro what are you doing focus up man (laughs) i genuinely like we've had this conversation the last couple of weeks i used to be a bit of christian mark and coming into this run, I'm less and less impressed with his work in 2014, especially.
0: And, and also like, the, and also this yeah. again. So we applauded him for the logic of strapping up, coming down to the ring because he's injured. Mm-hmm. So why is he doing a bear hug, pushing someone into his injured ribs? Yeah,
1: exactly. In that, like you know, there are spots in the match I enjoyed. And there's always these little caveats for Christian, it seems, whereby you just like, well, b- b- why do that bit as well? Just just do this bit that was working, you know? It's um, it's an odd scenario sometimes with these matches. So um, the story of the match is Christian starts going after Seamus' wrist uh, for some of the match. but Then they go back to wrestling a few minutes later. Then it g- starts to kind of go on a little bit too much until Christian jumps off Brett's rope into a bro kick out the air, which looked really fucking cool. For the one, two, three, too many lambs, too many lambs. The winner is Seamus. Uh, Christian's losing streak continues, tax. Good. Yeah. Network, Network, WWE, Three ninety nine. WWE Network. Earlier tonight, a confrontation between Daniel Bryan and the Authority. So Steph Triple H surrounded by indie workers in bad suits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the crumbs tax, the crumbs, you know, you've got to get there um renee comes to say hello to them as they arrive in their car is it a limo or did i not recognize a limo because i'm british and i don't know what that is <laughs> it's a good promo so it got you laughing Chavez is awesome
0: taxes tax, <laughs> tax <has> left discord <laughs>
1: uh, the hero of our story arrives and gets in triple h's face he challenged daniel bryan Brian
0: Danielson, maybe we should start saying now. The American Dragon
1: saying that, yeah, let's go.
0: So Hang on, just look at look at how this story unfolds. And is it what twenty second mm. of September? Where they're in New York, oh it's a shame for fame, Lobsterhead. It's a shame that we're not going to be doing our final episode of Mania Thirty on the week of the yeah. debut.
1: Doesn't quite work out, but we did time doing a Daniel Bryan run quite well, I think. <laughs>
0: Look at the pop at Mania versus the pop in AEW. Seven years later, mate.
1: That pop, if it happens,
0: I'm still thinking they're going <laughs> to swerve it and have have yeah. punk, have Brian turn up in Chicago. Maybe, maybe.
1: Anyway, so Daniel Bryan comes to confront Triple H and Steph, and our hero of our story. <sighs> challenges triple h to a match at mania Ooh, this is not what give me what i want (laughs) yeah absolutely so from the stuff with batista is acting like a heel earlier in the night and getting my hopes up suddenly i'm like oh no we're just gonna do dragon and triple h uh, but, but no but, <laughs> triple h but you are in t- the main event
0: dragon you're wrestling triple oh. h
1: <laughs> no tax no this, i mean i know we get it right we all know this story the dragon eventually gets into that main event with orton and batista spoilers blah blah we all know it's gonna happen but even watching this now just the thought that they wouldn't start pushing him to that story already that i thought they were honestly i thought we'd got to that point now we're back to this bullshit where we're just like oh no 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 just just have a match with triple h you'll be fine it's so disheartening my heart like sank man
0: more disheartening for sheamus he's like that was my wrestlemania opponent who's now challenging triple h yeah yeah sure
1: so triple h tells him to do one (sighs) Steph tells, not not quite in quite that verbiage, but you know. Uh, Steph tells Dragon to go prep for Kane. He's the one that really deserves all this aggression, Daniel. I think Steph is fucking amazing, I'm going to be honest.
0: And also giving us the match that since Rumble, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to go and do Dragon versus Kane at Mania.
1: God. <laughs> like, usually I'd be quite excited for that. And granted they're uh, their tag team stuff later down the line is fucking brilliant. But this cane, this boring cane, is just like, nah. Get a dragon as far away from this cane as possible, please.
0: Hadn't they done How Team Hell No at this stage?
1: Oh, has that already been done? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. That was good then. You know what I mean? W.com Free Network 1999. Network, network, free network, watch network. Uh, another black history video a month. Um, hmm.
0: Did you spot an issue with this week's Black History Month video? I've written something down, but I don't know if it's appropriate. So I'm going to just shut up and uh, (laughs) (laughs) let you carry on.
1: So uh, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe because we watched this a couple of weeks ago. But so this one's for the Soul Patrol. So Rocky Johnson and Thingy Atlas, what's his name? Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. I was going Teddy Atlas for some reason, but that's someone entirely different, isn't it?
0: Isn't he the chap who was in uh, uh, American pre-drama Hangtime? Theodore Brodus Jr. Uh... Played, <laughs> by... <laughs> played, no played, idea. played by Anthony Anderson, who is also in American sitcoms now, I think.
1: Dude, I, I'm so lost, but let's <laughs> just stick with this for a second. Can't help you. With movies, but like
0: preteen, like US drama from like the late 90s, I'm all over it.
1: Yeah, sure. Isn't the issue here that we've already had this video package last week? I swear we've already had a Black History Month video about the Soul Patrol.
0: I don't think we've had one on the Soul, Soul Patrol, no. Not yet.
1: Okay, I may have got that wrong. Okay, anyway. I, I I like them a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. They weren't exactly pushed, exactly hard, were they? They won the tag belts once. I can't remember. Lou Albano fucked up.
0: Who did Tony Atlas manage for a while? He came back for oh, a while, didn't God. he? I can't remember who he managed because it was was it Mark Henry? Oh wait, because it, it wasn't it supposed to be um, was it Abe what, Abraham Washington who was like someone in NXT and he came up to the main roster and he was a bit shit i think tony atlas was like a laughing manager i I yeah i remember the gimmick
1: and i remember just people endlessly talking about his foot fetish online because apparently that's a real thing
0: you know this right should never be judged judgmental of anyone's fetishes
1: (laughs) i just remember that was just every (laughs) fucking thread whenever his matches would come up or whatever let's move on salad haggis ice cream eggs
0: lobster donuts i was hungry wait wait wait, wait we, a we we actually we haven't covered we haven't covered the dragon cane match what that's after this no yes it was the shield do a
1: promo in their little dark cubby hole they're not pretending to hold the camera this time which i'm very happy about remember ambrose walks off and seth goes whoa that john moxley he's a dickhead <laughs> you know but then the wyatts walk up you remember this segment
0: I've paged down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so good. So the Wire Boys will just walk up to Roman and Seth, who were just standing in their little dark cubby hole, and you know, Roman goes, I- "I'll challenge you to a max br- match, Bray," and Bray goes, "Okay." <laughs> and then they all just walk off, and I'm like, "Feud of the year." We went from. Challenging each other week after week, massive fucking killer match on the pay per view to just standing around backstage, ex- fully acceptance of each other's existence. And the, I'm like, what the fuck? The second Bray walks in should have been a brawl. We should make this exciting. This should be, I want to kill you levels of tension. And they're just standing around, reading their fucking scripts off. It's fucking awful,
0: Zach's. You, you, you want to fight? Um,
1: yeah yeah okay. yeah sure sure should we, to, do, should we do that later yeah so, yeah sounds
0: good mate yeah meet you in the ring yeah yeah cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, but by the way how how are we gonna get paid our pay-per-view bonuses now it's on the network no one knows mate all oh, right Ooh. oh hang on who's holding that who holds that shitty camera for you the shield oh cutler does
1: no 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 it's, it's us we hold the camera don't you see our hands on the bottom of the lens <laughs>
0: that's us holding the camera Hang on, is that is that Tyler Breeze's selfie stick? Oh, fuck off, Cutler. Go and work somewhere else. <laughs> the bits
1: where, like, you know, we took our hand off the camera. You know, the camera just floats, man. We're like magic, you see? That's how it works.
0: <laughs> Oz told us the skill of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking imbeciles. Josh, speaking of imbeciles, Josh <laughs> Matthews <laughs> yes.
1: is with the pre-show panel of Black Snow himself, Booker T. And uh, who gets a delayed pop, shall we say?
0: What, that didn't happen?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they announced Booker T to the arena and everyone goes Did you get me a coffee or did you get me a Coke?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or some some smart-ass person turned around and went I I, I, I always preferred Stevie Ray. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sure, sure. (laughs) But they're also joined by the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Oh, whoa. I adore the way Flair says the words, John Cena.
0: <laughs> Big match, John.
1: Yeah, he's just the best. I love Flair, man. Flair starts the yes chance. The crowd will join in, which leads us into our next match, Tax. It's now, by the way. Yeah, not, not a page ago. <laughs>
0: Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Sorry, right. I, paid, I paged up and because I'm so tired. I paged up and was like, fuck, have we already covered Shameless Christian? <laughs>
1: nah,
0: nah. It's Daniel Bryan
1: versus Boring Kane. Hey, is... he's in
0: a wife beater. Leave him be.
1: Wife beater slacks no mask Kane. So he's um <clears throat> <clears throat> a COVID idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? He's no mask Kane.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I, I, that, that's cu- that's political the mode, because it. Kane has tweeted out earlier. today so going... I'm not going to have any, any COVID restrictions in my territory where I'm mayor.
1: Oh, that's smart, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, he's wife beater, slacks, and no mask cane. Don't interrupt me this time, motherfucker. <laughs> so he is bull Buchanan. <laughs> wow you love it it's the best li- I don't know why I didn't think of this last week
0: stayed up late for this shit
1: oh <laughs> Buchanan that's funny you're a dick <laughs> so Dragon <laughs> Dragon comes down with the taped up shoulder and I'm like hey someone did this gimmick earlier but whatever uh, Kane goes after the shoulder but only lasts literally a few seconds Dragon kicks the ever loving shit out of Kane for a bit really really fun bit weird in that the face is beating up the heel for the big chunk of the match right
0: but he needs to. He's had to, Because in fairness, as mm. we've seen, and Stephanie told him to do it. Stephanie said, he's the one you need to take your aggression out on. So Daniel Bryan is proving that he can follow instructions.
1: Sure. Yep. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Just um, crowd seem to die a bit as this is happening. Did you not feel that?
0: Dragon needs to be a sympathetic babyface who needs mm. to be the underdog. The fact that he's beating the shit out of someone who is seven foot tall and you can't teach that. I know wrong seven foot tall person, but it doesn't matter. Um it just and, and also I think because they might have taken the wind out of their sails, it was a case of oh fuck, triple H at Mania. Because yeah. I wonder if that's why they've lost interest, because they've they've been rallying, they've been pushing behind. And at this stage they're like, how the hell are we going to get dragon to mania? And they're it's deflated like a after with- chamber. God. Yeah. And now yeah. they've been like now he's wrestling Triple H at Mania. Was this what all this was for? Not for the big belt. He's actually just going mm. to be wrestling one of the backroom staff, right?
1: Yeah, it's this weird kind of submissive abse- acceptance by the fans, you know, that this is the state of
0: affairs. Disappointing. I mean, again, it's it's mm. always fun watching Dragon do his stuff, and Kane certainly knows how to sell, so that's good.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Kane eventually starts to target the shoulder of Brian Danielson. Oh, I love saying that so much. A uh, commentary of bitching and moaning about the Dragon Triple H situation to the point where it's so immensely distracting during this match that I actually stopped caring. And I'm like, guys, the commentary is so bad that it actually made me not enjoy a Brian Danielson match.
0: I like, feel this understand? was deliberate.
1: How how bad it needs to be to get me to that point
0: though. This was a deliberate ploy. I genuinely feel to make at me this hate stage, wrestling. <laughs> to make people lose interest because, like you said, the crowd Ugh. are dead because there's at this stage there's no there's no reason to think that Dragon's going to the main event. It's, he's paired off with Triple H. We saw it in the mm-hmm. vignette earlier. Vince McMahon doesn't want maybe Dragon to be. Being cheered, he's already got the issue of the CM Punk chants in the background. After Punk walks out, and and he we're in their headphones all the time. So why would they put over Dragon being phenomenal and unbeatable, and that he, you know, if he was in the in place of either Orton or Batista, he'd go to WrestleMania, and he'd main event, he'd do the same thing here. What a dominating display by someone who should be in the main event. No, they're just shitting over it because someone's in their headphones telling shit all over it, pretty much.
1: Yeah don't disagree at all it does really come across that way as well it's they kind of get to the natural end of a conversation and then someone will just chime in and they'll just start all over again it's literally like someone's going no 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 you must keep talking about this and push this push this push this and it's just it's literally the entire match and it's quite a long match this
0: but for what we had it like two or three segments i think from memory
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so, we kind of get to the finish where there's a couple of near misses for both lads. Dragon ducks under a clothesline from Kane, hits the turnbuckle, jumps back into the Bombay A. Not, doesn't bounce off the turnbuckle, he literally just hits it, runs, does the Bombay A standing. For the one, two, three, bit of a kind of mediocre finish, I would say, for a Daniel Bryan. I can't even say his name anymore. A Bryan Danielson match. Uh, but Dragon wins, which I'm happy about. Crowd get into it for the last few minutes. Uh, the finish was, was okay got dragon over so i'm fine
0: with that so again trawling the um the chat boards from 2014 this time for this episode of raw Mm -hmm. and the general consensus so i've snipped someone's comment here so someone who was debating that it was a good idea and they wrote my initial hope for tonight far-fetched as it was would have seen brian getting a one-on-one match with autumn with the title on the line and beating him for the belt for real with what i assume to be more eyes than usual." thanks to Hogan being there and the WWE Network. Can't always get what we want, I guess.
1: God, wouldn't that be lovely?
0: But that seemed to be strong, echoed but... a lot, that they were expecting Dragon to get a rematch on Raw mm-hmm. to win the belt, and it would be him versus Batty Girl, Gabriel Batistuta-Tista.
1: Right, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I personally would want him to win the belt Mania. I wouldn't want him to win it pre-Mania like that, and I think the end up the triple threat is probably the best way to go. But this so is think the thinking of fans here saying
0: to get yeah. him in the main event, because at this stage, they right. didn't think they'd go away from Wharton or Big Dave. So the only way mm-hmm. for him to get to the main event is to have to have both belts.
1: Yeah, do you think it's, uh, it's a sign of desperation almost?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. This is like clutching yeah. at straws of the... We we were expecting him to be in the main event. He's not. We expect him to win the Rumble. He wasn't even in the Rumble. We expect him to win Chamber. He didn't win Chamber. And now he's for- feuding with Triple H going into Mania. So we, this is the only thing we'd wish would happen. But So even the, the chat rooms, the, the message boards at this time, everyone was resigned to it not happening. I haven't seen yep. anyone, I mean, in, in fairness, throughout this whole process, like looking back at chat boards for the shows we've been looking at, at the point there's no one gone he'll be added and it will be a triple threat
1: i vividly remember around this sort of raw i think it was post chamber like thinking to myself why am i still watching this (laughs) you know because i felt so disheartened by this storyline and how they weren't pushing the guy that has all the momentum that could be their next Stone Cold Steve Austin, their next Rock, their next Hogan, whatever you want to call it, you know. And it really did feel like like Dragon was gonna be that guy, and the fans were so in love with him. And it is love; it's beyond just oh, this guy's good. It's this is our guy. We choose him. Like <laughs> we choose you, Pikachu. It really is that sort of level of just like you're our guy. You're the one, and the fans are so invested. Like no matter which state they're in, it's always Dragon is the guy. And, um, yeah, I'm
0: I'm chuffed that we didn't end up with this scenario. Let's put it that way. You could tell, though, the second that vignette aired of Dragon versus Triple H being sort of carrot dangled, the air went out of the crowd until the end segment of the show. It, it yeah. was dead. Even, like you said, for a Dragon match, the commentators didn't do anything for those at home. And, yeah, everyone popped the bomb eye at the end, but there wasn't that ferocious support for Dragon that we've seen in yeah, every definitely. single show up to this point. Mm-hmm.
1: So this brings me to the ultimate question with this series. Are they working us?
0: I mean... I'm un- I, I still don't know. I think that... Has they been in a run where they actually had logical, sensible booking. To make the fans want it more then I'd say yes because this is the thing like we said at this stage looking at the message boards nobody expected Dragon to get in that main event and like d- does Vince care does he care where they're going because I think the booze for Batista hasn't helped. I think had Batista got a bigger reaction, I I do think it's partly to do with fan power, but I think it's mainly because they didn't want Big Dave in the main event. They didn't want Orton and Batista. Mm-hmm. So luckily, as we get there, they'll find a way to shoot crowbar him in. But that's why I'm more interested for next week's episode to see what they do next. Because this is the first one on this show that any form of momentum and fandom that Dragon has at this stage it seems to have, like, someone's opened a trap door and it's gone through. There's nothing here. I said, nice pop at the end of the match, but everyone would pop a move like that. It's the first time and again. don't know if it's because it's in Green Bay. I don't know if there's no real passion about Dragon. But there was no, something So I'd say this missing. has been a
1: trend. It's definitely the crowds have been getting quieter for Dragon over the last, since, since Rumble. The nights after Rumble, the Ascension ceremony, they were on fire for him slowly but surely he's getting less and less attention the crowds care less and less and he's good enough in the ring that he can get them back up there by the end of the match like with this one but the rest of the time it's like they 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 i think they still want him to be the guy but they're so accepting of the fact that it doesn't seem like it is gonna happen that they're just disappointed
0: i think they've called him down too much they got him too hot too early which is mainly due to his own well you know, Wellcraft doing and basically forcing the narrative himself mm-hmm. but they had to try and call him down before he boiled over before Mania so he would get a pop so if they are working us it's the right thing to do to call him down for the because l- as you said we've got seven weeks till Mania or however many shows we've got to cover before we get to the end so the, it's the right thing to do so people don't lose interest because we don't trust WWE to be able to book a compelling baby face for seven weeks That's the right thing to do to call him down if it is working us and intentional. But I think in the next one or two weeks, we're going to see the thing that really does catapult the change.
1: Yeah. Fingers crossed, eh? If it's seven weeks of building a Triple H Dragon at the last second, they go, actually, we're just going to put him in the main event. That's that's going to be the definitive, like, no, this was a terrible story. (laughs) But I'm hoping that we get some sort of significant moment over the next couple of weeks to really start building drag to that main event but maybe I guess we'll
0: just have to see maybe we should run a Twitter poll maybe we should see at this stage for our listeners who've listened so far at this stage do you think it was a work we were being worked as in it was planned or do you think WWE didn't know their ass from their elbow
1: alright you can do that because I'm going to forget because I'm so fucking busy <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- to me it's uh just to give my opinion Like briefly it does feel quite clear to me that they're not sold on dragon being in the main event i definitely think there's a conversation that's been happening over the last month or so about whether they should or not i think this episode is one of the ones where they've gone actually i don't think he's right for it yet and they're just trying to see whether they can make something else happen for that main event and just kind of testing the waters a little bit um i, I genuinely don't know is the answer, um. But I will say this: no one gives a fuck about Batista or Autumn. Absolutely not.
0: No, not at all. This is going to be one of the coldest main events they've had since '25, I think.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Just to emphasise my point, uh, post match, Dragon cuts a little promo where he does manage to whip up the crowd again. He's very, very good on the mic. Uh, but he demands a Triple H versus um him match at Mania. I'm like, boo that, boo. Announcement: Lesnar is here. Whoa. So, uh, how do we follow that up? Tax, we go to Fandingo and Summer Ray doing some sexy dancing backstage as we cut to the ads. Uh, Batista is going to tell us what he thinks of us on SmackDown on Friday. Oh,
0: <laughs> so we don't get to do that, but I'm sure you'll update us that lovely segment next week, right? But remember, the louder we cheer, the better the wrestlers are. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine.
1: Did you know that Alexander Rusev is Russian? Not long until he gets the tank though, so, you know, peaks and troughs. He's just the best thing on AEW every single week. Like I love Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, I love CM Punk, I love Kenny Omega, I love where all this stuff's going, okay? I love Adam Page, I think he's absolutely incredible, I love the way they're telling that story. Nothing compares to Rusev for me right now.
0: Let me have Miro destroy Brian Cage.
1: <laughs> yes, but well, I- I'm a bit worried. Brian Cage is one of those dudes that kind of like, you know, drops people on their head and stuff. I want him as far away from Rusev as I possibly can have him. To be exactly.
0: Honest. Let Miro squash him.
1: But, but what if Brian Cage injures Rusev and takes he won't, him away he from He us? can't
0: get any offense in. He squashes mm. him. <laughs> or I better yet, trust find Brian
1: Cage, man.
0: Do not trust me. him finally put hook in the ring and have hook go against miro imagine just watch taz cry god
1: that would work very well actually that'd be really really fun i just want to see rusev marco stunt can we please make that happen tony oh my
0: god (laughs) imagine
1: how high he's gonna throw him in the ring it's gonna be great but that's the thing with rusev is that i know we're kind of like mucking around with this whole gimmick of him being this absolute killer but realistically, if you know pro wrestling, you can see that he's a very safe worker.
0: This is going to be, again, doesn't show, show me in a great light, but I could tell the time years and years and years ago when I realized that Alexander Rusev was my kind of guy. And it, <clears throat> it was on an episode of Total Divas.
1: <laughs> Didn't hear you. What? what? Sorry?
0: Can you repeat that louder? Clearer? it was on an episode of Total Divas oh. and they were sat there <laughs> with Alexa, Bi- Alexa Bliss and her micro pig <laughs> and Rusev apparently died recently so that's sad well but, you know. it, this is sort of pertains to that because <laughs> Rusev was like you need to feed him when he dies and you have to eat him this is just a snack
1: <laughs> oh he's the man so good he's so good with the one-liners man how vince again couldn't make this guy a star I think he had fucking biggie cesaro and rusev just sitting there on the roster doing fuck all for years and years and
0: years can you imagine the creative meeting like ru ru goes into vince and goes i've got this amazing idea of i want to be god's favorite champion and vince goes no i'm god i want to be your favorite champion no that's <laughs> triple h and to then go up to Tony Khan and go, um, Mr. Khan, I've got a. Got an, oh, no, it's probably silly. I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave you to it. Don't worry. No, 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 no. Come here, Miro. Come here. Mero. Come here. What, what is it you want to say? I've got this idea of it being the Redeemer. I want to be God's favourite champion and also oh, name-check my sexy good. wife every single week. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Tony Khan will be like, yeah, cool. Get a camera yeah. crew. Get Shivani to come and produce it. And <laughs> Shivani's probably there going, this is absolute gold. Absolutely.
1: The very first day he came out and called himself the Redeemer. Even before that, like as he started beating up the shit out of Kip Sabian and stuff, like even the wedding and stuff before that, you could see them starting to do it. And this is one of my favorite things about AEW. I know we're just jerking off the AEW cock right now, and it's about to explode all over the fucking wrestling world. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that was quite a good analogy. I like that. It came out of fucking nowhere. Um. So so did so did the spunk <laughs> tried. <laughs> um i love that when they bring guys in like rusev like andrade they don't necessarily need to make them giant fucking superstars off the bat like they understand what a slow build can do for a guy like i quite like that they gave Mira a bit of time to kind of like adjust with the kip sabian stuff and kind of like take some weight off his shoulders by not booking him every single week and everything else and let him work on the character and develop it this way it's it's so nice when like wrestling feels a bit natural
0: what's also nice is how they as you said nothing is the same each week so we haven't had a mirror match for a couple of weeks and when we do yeah. it's going to be great but we get a promo as like a, um as a placeholder if they're not there mm-hmm. it's simple stuff and going back to raw we've had Fandango and summer ray and Emma and Santino <laughs> every, every fucking, fucking week. week. I mean, in fairness, we've now got bubbles for Emma's entrance, so Good that... Lord. But it's, it's, and that's the thing that is now so frustrating. Mm-hmm. I think, and, and this is the problem when we, we record on a Thursday rather than a Tuesday. Because, dear listener, you probably notice that on a, if we record on a Tuesday, we're a little bit more... Sorry, we're a bit, a little bit less negative about um Raw that we've watched. But when we watch, record on a Thursday and we've both watched We just Dynamite, want to talk
1: about AEW. <laughs> yeah,
0: fucking A. But what I would kill uh. to watch Emma take a pizza slicer to Summer Rae and then hit her with a light, <laughs> light tube would be amazing. But we didn't get that, did we, Rich? We didn't get that in this match.
1: I mean, my first note for this match literally says fandingo and summer ray are in the ring if their opponents are santino or and or
0: emma i am skipping this segment
1: <laughs> and so i don't really know what happened to be honest because it's
0: fucking emma versus summer ray. Well, that's all right good thing for you i made notes for this so my first note is they've essentially put these two women out here to die but they've got good chemistry thanks to their time in nxt so hopefully they'll be able to overcome it oh no they haven't and then i wrote both women look good in the match and even won the crowd over by the end because I know you didn't watch it, so I can tell you what I wanted. <laughs> sure. They were chanting, Summer Ray, clap, oh, yeah. clap, I, clap, I, clap, clap. And then, so, so, then three so blokes came out it. with bubble guns <laughs> and fired <laughs> bubbles everywhere. And Vince was like, fucking hell, this is my main event. <laughs> so I did watch it because you know I'm dedicated to my art and all that.
1: Uh, the, the only good thing I have about this match written down, I have quite a lot written down about it. The only good thing is that King... Had an actually quite good line. He said, I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey. Then I turned myself around. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a great line. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, but it's fucking dog shit, isn't it?
0: This isn't uh, the ability to showcase what these women can and could do.
1: But mm. uh, Emma Lock for the win. <laughs> yeah, is that an Indian death log she does? No, it's an Emma no. Lock. Bruh, come on! It's an Indian deathlock, right? The actual Yeah, it is. She's yeah. In. yeah, I'm just checking because I'm pretty good at my wrestling moves, but I wasn't sure about that one. I, I wrote down STF at first, and I'm like, "Well, that's not an STF. She's upside down. John Tian doesn't do
0: that. <laughs> He's not capable of being flexible. Well, ha- how can you tell? You can never see him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pat McAfee on his return. To, on his return, Cole goes. John Cena's here, and McAfee just shouts out, "Where? <laughs> <laughs> Stealing Amazing. all these gimmick I
1: love yeah. it So uh, post-match There is a funny moment Where Emma jumps Into Santino's arms Santino just falls over <laughs> And I was like That's <laughs> fucking hilarious oh, oh, That was it, good Ah yeah. oh, dog shit though This is gonna be Seven weeks isn't it These guys are gonna be Resting each other For seven fucking weeks Thanks to- Oh by the way The crowd was Completely silent For the entrances <laughs> The match, the finish, everything. Not a single fucking fan made a noise.
0: Wait, they didn't make a noise, but at least three people were doing the Silly Emma dance. One was Emma, one was Santino. (laughs) (laughs) One was Cole.
1: Ah, Fucking. uh, So, video package about Hulk Hogan. And uh, Mr. Tax Williams, are you a fan of Father Ted? No no okay i have a whole segment about like you know you're a racist Horgan, <laughs> but you won't get that gimmick will you
0: no and i can't sell it uh, like and and, and basically all i just imagine is that's what happens at ott except they say to half their wrestlers, so you're a sex offender now and they book them
1: <sighs> so uh well the ted's really good you should watch it There's ott is rare. shit
0: you shouldn't watch it oh
1: my funniness by being serious. Don't know how. Anyway, pretty,
0: you laughed at the you laughed at the comment, so it's pretty funny.
1: Hmm. Get excited, everyone! It's a non-title tag team match of the New Age Outlaws, Old Age Outlaws of Billy Gunn and the Road Dogg versus the Usos of Jimmy Uso and wait, Jay Uso. Wait,
0: <laughs> where the fuck did I miss this match? rich i'm scanning through my notes i have no recollection of this match at all i was like oh brilliant we're on to a we're on no i haven't got any notes whatsoever i don't even recall this even fucking happening my notes go straight to roman and bray
1: taxed you may have blinked and missed it because no entrance for either team legitimately no no entrances (laughs) tag teams don't matter. Um so the best bit of the old age outlaws routine is out the window right and so it's like uh, hang on road dog grabs a mic and starts to do his shtick anyway and he tells the usos can you just like get out of the ring while we do our intro and the usos go you're all right <laughs> just get out of the ring And they're like what the fuck is this bullshit and as soon as road dog starts to do his ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages he fluffs the line i'm like oh no (laughs) the one thing he's good at he fluffs and then the face usos jump in super kick road dog chuck billy out the ring one of the usos does the she fell onto my fist mr officer i swear she slipped in that ditch just out of my car didn't even notice she was gone (laughs) off the top rope
0: for the one two three and the winners are the usos it's literally about 30 seconds so, th- this could conceivably be I went out, I got a drink, I got a snack and came back and genuinely missed this match.
1: <laughs> Mate, you could have reached down, and scratched your balls and missed this match.
0: No, my hand gets stuck. They're too hairy. <laughs> Couldn't find them. Just like a fucking
1: forest down there. Like, they're here somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, crisp. Yummy. <laughs> What's this snail that's in the way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's it makes my cock look so small. <laughs>
1: <laughs> network network free 999 screen classic network 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 with 35 minutes of the show still to go it's time for your main event of the evening it's a leave your hounds and creepy toolmates at home match of roman reigns <laughs> versus bray wyatt it's the line from the promo earlier they're like you leave your hounds at home and i'll leave my creepy toolmates. he doesn't say that but you know he leaves the wyatt's at home or whatever Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. 41 days till mania attacks. Seven weeks. It's gonna be good, isn't
0: it? It's, be, it's gonna be a long road with lots of twists mm. and turns and stopping at IHOP. Long
1: illogical road to WrestleMania. Uh Roman looking proper emo tonight. Doesn't seem very happy about the fact he's out here wrestling. I don't know why. Maybe it's just maybe everyone's having a bad night. Maybe it's bad travel. Cena was a bit down, Roman looks a bit down. No, no one seems really up for this at this
0: point. I mean, I get the impression that Roman's a bit down because he's like, what the fuck are we doing at Mania?
1: Hmm. Yeah, why are we blowing away this one-on-one match that probably could mean something if we actually built the story a bit more, you know?
0: Roman's sitting there going, years from now, (laughs) someone will wear a mask (laughs) and spooty stripy trousers.
1: God, to think where The Fiend and Roman Reigns could be right now with the current Reigns character if they didn't completely fuck up The Fiend endlessly
0: well everyone loves a DQ and a head in a cell with a hammer bruh
1: <laughs> so someone the other day in I think it was a chat or a discord or something recapped the Saudi show <laughs> where Brock buried Ricochet uh, The Undertaker won the tournament final thing that he wasn't in <laughs> And then Goldberg buried uh, the fiend. He's just like, "Why, why, why did we do this?" It's one of the worst nights in pro wrestling history.
0: And remember, if you wanted to hear our take on that, you can hear it in the archives at WorldWrestlingPodcast And the good thing oh, is, we did review that show, didn't we? Yeah, we do every Saudi show, which is great <laughs> because they're going back there. They're going back there in October, November. We've seen on the on the rumors, and apparently, this is the best thing. Apparently, they're going to have the Queen of the Ring finals there in Saudi. Jesus Christ. Sniper (laughs) rivals at the ready, boys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They do want to come home on that plane this time, yeah?
0: (laughs) Vince, pull the feed. Haven't you gone on a private jet? Yeah, they've just taken the engine (laughs) out of the plane.
1: (laughs) Good luck, boys. You're independent contractors. I don't have to get you home.
0: Well the plus point, it did lead to like NXT turning up as a third brand, doing a really good thing at Survivor Series. We, was it? Well, didn't we have Adam Cole against Daniel Bryan because of that Saudi debacle? Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan yeah, sat that at home. Lasted, go- didn't it? Daniel Bryan sat at home going, no, "I just shouldn't have fucking gone." <laughs> Braun Strowman who won that green belt we've never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the one that Truth has now? <laughs> They've turned it into twenty four seven belt that Reginald now holds.
1: Uh, he can do a flip can he do it reggie do a flip reggie
0: reggie do a flip can't fucking wrestle but he could do a flip i mean he's got the token of having like the most the first intergender match in wwe in the modern era when he wrestled sasha banks yep and you know what's going to happen <laughs> now like we've got with um God. mansoor and ali yeah,
1: what? what do they have in common again, Tax? Is it something about the story or wrestling or training? What do well, they have in common?
0: <laughs> it's funny you should mention that because I guarantee you now Reginald's got the 24-7 belt. Who's Vince going to tag him with? Ah, uh, yeah. We getting rowdy.
1: What do they have in common, Tax? Those two people, I don't know, they can't see. <laughs> they
0: both love the 24-7 title and they've both yeah, teamed yeah, yeah. with Carmella. So they've got mm-hmm. common ground. Oh man, let's do a three like a three live crew run when it was Billy, <laughs> Kate, Kate, when we got Conan, the front of three yeah, live crew. Yeah, 2000 WCW. It? I'm in. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! I'm, I'm I'm talking three live crew as in. Oh TNA. It, it, no, TNA, no TNA, yeah, no,
1: no, no, yeah, three live no. crew. We're not going back to TNA for a long time. Spoilers, <laughs> fuck that. Well, what could, it, that what about so a run of the Voodoo Kin the Mafia? No, absolutely no. Well, actually, not, those impacts are like one hour, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Maybe in the future. Not, not, not anytime soon, though. We've got better stuff in the works. Don't we? Oh, yes. We've got some fucking banging narratives, and the fans are not picking anymore. We're never doing a fucking poll to let them pick ever again. <laughs> Speaking of which, Blue Contacts, Roman Reigns. What the fuck?
0: Not happy with this, am I? No, of course I'm not.
1: The fucking... Nah. brown. <laughs> I almost said brown dudes won't get over. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Got dudes with brown eyes, they'll never get over. I mean, same thing to Vince, really, isn't it? But you know, (laughs) it's so stupid, man. This whole, oh, wear blue eye contacts, that'll get you over.
0: Vince McMahon backstage going, yeah, let's get the brown eyes over. (laughs) (laughs) Bintsman saying they're going, hang on a minute, he's got brown eyes. And he's got uh, brown eyes. They're a tag dollars, team. Billions of dollars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
1: Oh. Uh, so, uh, so they cut to Cena being instructed to a medical-like facility. <laughs> <laughs>
0: which right, is which say. is basic, like, um, what's it a Seven <laughs> Eleven? Do you want <laughs> a plaster? Drop him off yeah. on the corner. Did you know you get a free slushie if you buy a plaster, John?
1: (laughs) The American health system, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Uh, Bray does his entrance, the lights come up, and the crowd go, right? (laughs) (laughs) Do the Back to the Future thing. I think he just took... Did he just take his wallet? I think he took his wallet. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of petty crime during Bray Wyatt's entrance at Mania will be huge.
1: Yeah, fucking A.
0: The bell rings, and the crowd go,
1: <sighs> <laughs> it's enthusiastic, this lot.
0: But that's because genuinely the, the, the dragon situation killed it. yeah I absolutely. want you, Triple H, at Mania. Audible groan of, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And now, as you said, we've got this main event match as a throwaway at the end of a very long three hour raw where nothing, other than a challenge for our champion, nothing has happened.
1: Some of the fans start to shit all over this match, as is the trend for Raw in 2014, apparently. They chant for Lawler, for Husky Harris, Undertaker, Randy Savage, CM Punk. The Roman lad cocks his hand, punches the mat. Are you a booker? Do you not know how to finish your main event? Hey, Hey, This shitty WWE non-finished Bullshit booking. It, it's not recent to 2020 to 2021. This has been going on for way too long. I'm going to be honest. They really dig their own fucking ditch. AEW is about to overtake them massively in the ratings. It's already overtaken them in certain elements of the ratings. They've done this to themselves. They had every opportunity to, to make themselves the top dogs, the undefeatable. All they had to do was have some creative element to their product and genuinely this has been a problem from 2014 probably before the endless just like nah just have someone do a run in it's it's so immensely frustrating
0: they've nitroed themselves yeah they really really have but i will say this i, I and this is what i messaged you the other day it, they don't care cuz it's for sale the fact that we've had yeah. another mass share sales from share sale from the mcmahon's of the common a shares the fact that steph now owns more shares and well sorry more common a shares than vince in the company and yes there are other shareholdings, but the fact that again the mcmahon's are selling before oh they're in their period where they can trade great what's going to happen because we're coming up to the next set of quarterlies okay so they sold while the share price is strong why i mean th- this is the thing right? Vince McMahon doesn't like wrestling. Vince McMahon just likes things because, we, as we've always said, there's, he's booking for an audience of one and he'll take the money with him. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't want to get into the, the whole thing that we did the other week where it's a case of... Vince... It's not a wrestling company. It's a social media company. It's an octopus. It's an octopus. It Potato-pus. is a social media... <laughs> it's a social media octopus. Octotato. <laughs> Isn't he in the main event segment? <laughs> it's AAA's main event, oh yeah. <laughs> Octotato. Against shit. Ch- Octotato versus <laughs> Cheese Man. Oh, mate. That's such a fucking banging gimmick. Top half potato, bottom half octopus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have the other way round. Wait. But then it just looks like a potato. No, because then he's got the eight arms and he can be Goro from Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Okay, the eight arms are on top, but he's got like a... Sorry, tentacles. Potato That's bottom. really bad. but okay. The tentacles on top. But That's yeah, cool. I mean, this this, this company... Like a, does... but, a Leviathan up top, but like a potato underneath. Like. No, we saw Leviathan earlier, and he wrestled Bertie Del Rio. So it's fine. Hey. <laughs> but this this is the issue that we've, we've had for years, and we have now. Until they don't have the number of YouTube views, until they don't have the number of social media clicks, which is, which is again they are a social media company. They don't give a shit. It doesn't, they don't care about wrestling. They don't, they care about the bottom line, which is fine because it's a business. It's a public traded company, as I've said before, and apologies for repeating myself, but this is why they do not cater for us. They cater for a casual fan. AEW cater for us, and that's why we We aren't it. watching. <laughs> They've stopped watching, Dax. Unbelievable. Like people have probably stopped listening, <laughs> Listen to this podcast So let's get to the finish and uh, let's get out of here. <laughs>
1: Nah, people always listen to our pods too. Actually, statistically, like, like we have an average listening time of about forty percent, which is insane for a podcast. Usually, it's about like one percent. So yeah, thank you guys for actually listening to the entire pod. So i um, fucking love you all. Um, man, that fucking elimination chamber did some big fucking numbers. Don't know if you saw, tripled our numbers from the last few rows.
0: It did well. Well, that's because it doesn't have WWE raw. <laughs>
1: it's also the thumbnail. We changed it so it was just Brian Danielson, and so I think people just saw that in podcasts and like, ooh. <laughs> Trending and everything, you know, might have Has helped, anyway. He's
0: been in the news recently. Yeah,
1: yeah, but people still listen to the vast majority of our pods. They don't uh, just listen to a little bit and go, "Ah, oh, these guys are cunts," and just turn it off. Which is nice to know, at least. Um, I think it's because we know we're cunts.
0: That makes it better, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, for, for the record, I am under no impression. Just in case anyone's got this, I'm under no impression that I am a good in ring performer. I'm under no impression that I'm. A very good commentator. I'm not. I'm a guy who especially if you listen to any of my stuff when I've commentated for Wrestling Four, I'm a really terrible wannabe back back end comedian. That's literally all it is. No, nah, you're a good commentator. <laughs> Shit comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy because I've I've avoided saying it for so many so many matches I've called, but mm embrace my inner excalibur during the main event of the pwa 10 year show i was calling when um thomas sabo did a top rope over the top rope dive obviously i shouted out very loudly oh low! i was very nice, happy nice. with myself
1: Just as long as i think it's now accepted in pro wrestling that when anyone does a falcon arrow you have to say he did the deal <laughs> and then uh, i think we're
0: good no because I don't bother with the name because at that stage it's always a mandatory what a manoeuvre (laughs) cool cool so uh
1: yeah no Good day, AJ Lee Shield and the Wyatt's out to have a big old brawl bit of a superboy punch where
0: the fuck's AJ Lee
1: yeah yeah absolutely not on the show in the last few weeks no she was on the pay fee wasn't she yeah but where is our champion she wasn't on this show yeah with the spath belt. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Superman punch. Ooh, ah. Uh. Cantona. Ambrose jumps in the ring to fight Bray, even though Roman has him kind of beat at this point. Ref mm. throws the match out. Probably a DQ in for Bray, but dissension, tax. Dissension, dissension, dissension. No, the ascension aren't there. Mm. <laughs> moxley tanahashi yes please en- <laughs> your endless disascension fucking shitty buns <laughs> since we've done the ascension
0: ceremony it's every week that gets mentioned i'm like why did this tag get mentioned
1: <laughs> that's so insignificant to wrestling
0: hey they were not insignificant to nxt they fucking were you know it no wrong mm. i was right about aces and eights and i'm right about this <laughs> That's just not a hill you want to die on, I'm to be honest. <laughs> the Shields stand tall in the ring after a little brawl. Is what it is. So at this stage, I'm thinking, right, so we're going to have Bray and Big Match John. So we're going to have two of the Shield against Harper and Rowan?
1: Mm. Yeah, I-, I don't know what they're building to at this point, but um, had a good match at Elimination Chamber.
0: Yeah, so instead of I letting that that's... lay or build something better out of that, we throw away Roman versus Brian, have a clusterfuck at the end.
1: Yeah. I think this might be done if I'm honest. I don't see where this is going
0: to Mania. It can't now. I think this is this is why the Shield are so fucked off, because they've got nothing to do.
1: Yeah, they blew their load. They really, really blew their load, like booking-wise, you know.
0: But still, couldn't have this at Mania, because we would not be able to have what we're getting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Considering the the shield put them over as well, like Roman took the pinfall, didn't he? Yeah,
0: because they've got but to make big big Bray look strong going into Mania. They didn't even mention that on this show. Pardon me, no, not at all. As I like hiccup into the microphone, how unpleasant. Uh, Apologies. Thank The fuck. It's all right.
1: Anyway, so we cut to a close up of Brockington of Leviathan. <laughs> He's a potato. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wouldn't ask him not to fuck everyone up tonight, please, Brock. Can you be cool? And Brock goes mm, as they head to the ring.
0: Got to get that last ad break in,
1: you know. Buy a Dan- Brian Daniels t-shirt.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm enjoying Top to Knot Brock uh, on his various uh, social media things, his country music festivals, yeah. his butcher program. These on at the moment. Top Knot Brock is my favourite.
1: I like Viking look on a Brock. Works for me. Just. Give- n- Pro Wrestling, yeah. Definitely Pro <laughs> <laughs> Not anything else. Don't know what you're talking about. And I can't
0: believe for lovely, lovely SummerSlam, we are not getting Brock versus Lashley. We're getting Brock Le- Here's what I asked for when I ordered Brock Lesnar. And here's what I got when I ordered Brock Lesnar on Wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's Goldberg. I'm next. Why? Why the fuck are you next contractually i'm next (laughs)
1: lesnar's music hits it's fucking awesome crowd don't give a shit because they're just absolutely burnt out at this point there's a table set up with a black tablecloth in the middle of the ring and you're like "Ooh, what's going on like i know this segment i remembered it straight away but it is a lot of fun brocky gets some pyro good stuff here we get a long Paul Heyman promo, putting over Brock as the rightful number one contender and how he's been fucked over by the authority, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Brock isn't in a good mood. Uh-oh. No, has <laughs> It is that level of kind of silliness in this promo a bit. Like, Heyman's really, really good. And we've had Brock kicking a shit out of people at random over a couple of weeks here and there, but... It's kind of simmered and it's kind of boiled down and, you know, we're getting somewhere and it does go somewhere. That's a fucking sure. So Brock has an open contract for Mania. Heyman says, no, thank you. You will give Brock Lesnar history to conquer or they are out of here. Dong. <laughs> Lesnar and Heyman stop in their tracks. The cell is fucking Gorgeous tacks, the look on their faces.
0: Best selling of the show. And there's not even been a move made.
1: We've talked about it before on this pod. I think Lesnar might be one of the best sellers in the entire history of pro wrestling.
0: Yeah, hands down. Hands down. And also, and again, apologies if you are a devout WWE only and you hate AEW fan, and we're talking about it quite a lot. What say you to Lesnar in AEW?
2: There's a 100%. reason why I've asked
0: you this.
1: <laughs> 100%. He'd be a great special attraction. Bring no, him no, in no. once am I, I, I not. So,
0: a year. I'm not saying, would you like to see him? All right, It's, it's going to happen this year, isn't it?
1: Maybe. It, it depends on the finances. I think Vince will be desperate enough to go, no, 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 give him 10 million. Well, he's our guy. I think Vince is that desperate.
0: No, I'm going to be honest. I,
1: it, I also he would think be the Tony Khan needs him.
0: He yeah. would be the biggest loss. But yeah. Brock Lesnar is that mainstream name to finally get them that crossover audience i think
1: i'm more interested if tony khan can somehow bring a roman reigns across can bring even a seth rollins or a drew mcintyre i think if tony khan can seriously i think roman is not necessarily loyal to vince at this point I think he understands you've got to go where the creative freedom is, where the money is, and all that sort of stuff. Well, I think but Roman will go to
0: Hollywood. Roman will yeah, be Hollywood. Maybe next. so, ma'am.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't know. There's something about Roman right now that, with Paul Heyman in his ear, legitimately, and K Fabe, that if Tony Khan has that conversation with Paul Heyman and it ends up being a Brock comes across. And then a Roman comes across. I think there is an actual serious like level of this could happen one day. Um I personally, I don't think they need them. I really don't. I would love to see Brock as like a now and again bigger scare scary, terrifying attraction. You know what I mean?
0: Give me Brock but, versus Miro in Miro current form.
1: Yeah, maybe, but then. With Miro going over, Brock have to win. No, yeah, that's Mirror the problem. Over. Why? Why would Brock come in? To, oh, I guess Brock's quite good at selling, and
0: Brock's a mercenary for money. Yeah, and Miro, yeah, being sure. Brock. But anyway, Brock's never had an issue putting people over, has he? Really? No. The sell, incredible. The only thing, just lean that is Brock Lesnar. Again, we love him for his selling. We love him for his Viking look in wrestling. We love him for his in-ring ability and the fact that in his like in all the stuff he's written, he was like. I don't understand non-title matches. If a champion loses a non-title match, he shouldn't hold the belt, and that's always been his viewpoint of non-title match and wrestling. I completely agree. Yeah, definitely. You wouldn't be like, here's an FA, here's the FA Cup final, and if you win, it's a non-cup final match, and if you win, maybe we'll play at Wembley in three months' time for the cup. If you, if we think you're worthy of it, so damn it.
1: This I whole mean, thing, if you have to beat the champion to get a shot at the belt, and you're like, huh? Have you not got enough guys in the roster? What,
0: Venice, what's going on? The only way Why to get a fucking cup final if it was booked. <laughs> Mate, you ain't beating any cup final winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said that's the only way we're getting in. It. It's got to be booked. <laughs> Give me the pencil. Oh, you yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, nice big pop for dinosaur, eyeliner, MMA gloves taker. Probably ministry, the worst taker. Ministry taker. Ministry
0: mohawk mm. taker.
1: Kind of. Like, he's got the kind of ginger, very, very skinhead mohawk thing. Dunno, man. Not my favourite Taker at all,
0: personally. No. I mean, a Taker with a fauxhawk is upsetting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 30 minutes later, Taker eventually gets to the ring, (laughs) brings up the house lights. It's an exaggeration. It's a joke. Don't worry. It didn't take that. Uh, They stare off. Brock with the big, "Mm, sell on. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Big gulps multiple times. Make sure the camera gets it. Taker looks up to the WrestleMania sign. Brock goes, signs the contract, passes it over to Taker. Heyman goes, sign the ting. (laughs) 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 Undertaker, then as Brock is kind of taking the contract and going, sign it and slapping the table. Undertaker stabs Lesnar in the hand with a pen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck just happened?
0: Such a surreal moment. Why does he stab him in the hand with a pen? Also, when's the fucking Undertaker been like a devout man of admin? Oh, yes. Must sign this before the match. Sign the contract right here. Marvellous. Strange, innit? Yeah. Paul Heyman Heyman going, Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, Mark. That's that's not where the double X's are. You've signed where Brock signs. Could you sign... (laughs) it's like getting pedantic about no no you went over the line you have to do it in small form <laughs> sorry this contract's null and void now we're gonna wrestle ricochet in Saudi
2: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> so um taker gives brock a chokeslam
1: through the table as you might expect uh taker stares at the wrestlemania sign looks down at brock as the uv lights kick back in quick replay of just what just literally just happened because we're running a bit short apparently Cole says network, 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 network 999, and we are out of here. Well, that was a show. I'm happy we get
0: to see Brock Lesnar. Brock taker segment was the best part of the show. Even Yeah, it's good.
1: Like, I was mocking it, but it is it's it's okay. It's not terrible. It's done well.
0: No, but the fact that the main take-home point from our story from the series that we're covering is that the fandom for our hero is starting to wane. People have lost interest in the red, sorry, the white hot rumble Daniel Bryan. And we are now the day after the emulation chamber where Bryan almost captured the gold. And he's having a one-on-one with Kane. He's challenged Triple H and the fans don't give a shit.
1: The louder you cheer, the better the wrestlers will perform for you tonight.
0: How would you cornflake this show?
1: Let me just quickly scan through. Cause the thing is that the Brock Taker stuff only feels significant because I know what happens at WrestleMania. Right? It's <laughs>
0: He stabbed him in the hand with a pen, that's funny.
1: Yeah. But doesn't do much for the the Taker character for me. You know, Taker doesn't seem, the character doesn't seem like the kind of person that would need to stab someone in the hand with a pen. (laughs) It's it's not a choice. Like, that's the kind of thing I imagine, like, a chav to shiv you in prison with. You know what I mean? Not The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. It's it's a bit weird. No? As I said, it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you do that? Uh, Funny. (laughs) It's great. I love it. Um, I enjoyed singing a song about. Hulk Hogan. That was fun. What else did we have? Batista versus Bertie was shit. Cesaro. Cesaro. That was
0: Cesario. That was good. The, yeah, the that Wizard Cesario. Alright.
1: But the bullshit with Wyatt and the C- and Cena and blah, 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 Roman and stuff. That was awful. Christian Seamus was okay. No, it wasn't. It was fucking dog shit. <laughs> mm. I guess this is sitting at a two if I'm being really nice, but realistically didn't enjoy watching it so it's closer to a one than a three but yeah i'll
0: give it a two i agree with your two cornflake rating only because i'm hoping that this is now the catalyst this is now where that we're going to see the turn where we're going to start seeing our hero get put into that main event i hope on the hope but let's let's how many times have
1: we said that over the last like 10 weeks that we've been doing this now
0: well let's do a quick prediction how many of these matches are we going to be talking about next week? Do you think we're still going to be talking about Summer A and and uh Samurai Santino and Fandingo? I mean, yeah, because they're going to do it again.
1: It's going to be exactly the same fucking feud and probably the same match. Maybe some sort of variation of participants, but it'll be
0: the same people. Do you think we're going to get someone from The Real Americans and Big E again? yeah
1: or christian or sheamus or something like that it's always that little rotation of guys you know
0: yeah but i'm thinking are we going to be seeing the same so i wonder where we're going to see swagger and cesaro tagging against biggie and sheamus or something like that probably to get that involved um we'll probably have a lot of promos from triple h and dragon Mm -hmm. and big dave and randy orton might actually do something on the show
1: yeah, they're very brief on this show, aren't they? Considering they're meant to be the main event of Mania. They literally have got one promo. Batista has his kind of bit iffy match um, with the Chris Hammerick spot, obviously. And it's just uh, the overarching feeling I come away and go into these shows with is I just don't expect anything to really make me give a shit. It's it's sad because I really went into this feud going, I love Brian Danielson. I hope this is better than i remember it being and it, it's better than tna it's definitely better than tna aces nates it's like mm. those shows were minus five stars almost across the board but then they had a really good run like the end of the uk and robbie e. Cage matches <laughs> hilarious robbie E was such a highlight for me that's what this show is missing like they've got their comedy spots that they've got santino and emma and stuff but it's not funny it's oh look at the shitty comedy people oh baby comedy? You know, rather than actually being funny. You know? And we're laughing at bits like, you know, take a stabbing Lesnar <laughs> in the hand with a pen. Because it's funny. But it's not meant to be funny. It's fucking Undertaker and Batista. That's the one thing I want to be serious, you know? I want that to be a
0: well-told story. Are you telling me next time you see me, and if I'm signing a bit of paper, I stab someone who isn't you in the hand with a pen, you won't laugh? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you go, yay, as you do it, then you yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, where can people brilliant, find you it? on social media yeah, and your and work? Rich.
1: Yeah, I'm a fanboy rich on Twitter. I work for WrestleTalk Talk, so support Wrestle Talk. Do that. Give us a sub, like fucking hell, man. Got some fun shit going on at the moment. Trust, trust me, and a few, uh, yeah, a few bits of information floating around the office. Mm.
0: I'm so happy that Santino is all elite. Absolutely, absolutely. You How about f- you? You can find me at the Tex Williams on Facebook and Twitter. You can find my most recent work doing some classic content for Pro Wrestling All-Stars at PW underscore All-Stars. Um, you probably won't ever see me return to a wrestling ring, but I'll go and roll around with Keith Chaos. And if anyone wants to book me for a manager role or a battle royal, as I'm a battle royal specialist, never won one, always the first to be eliminated because that's the funnest way to do it. Um, yeah, hashtag book Williams, and I probably won't turn up to your show because wrestling's a bit dirty, innit? <laughs>
1: uh one thing I will put over. Um subscribe to No Rolls Bard on YouTube because I made a video that uh may have may or may have not got mentioned earlier in this podcast that I'm pretty chuffed about. So yeah, you're gonna want to watch that. You'll know when you see it. Also, if you come to this pod for Warhammer content, you might enjoy that channel as well. <laughs> 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 Clang. <laughs> don't know. Two things are not related at all. don't know what you're talking about. There's definitely a small collection of people that come to this show just for the Warhammer fo- the content. I absolutely swear to God.
0: Exactly. I mean, in this age of Sigmarish sort of comments, you know, we've got to really focus down on what we're talking about.
1: Do you want to know something funny? I just got a message from our social media person. Do you want to
0: know oh, about it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's go for it.
1: Okay. Last little thing on the pod, I promise. So, um, not not what a wrestling podcast social media person. We're not gonna we make that much money. No, <laughs> <laughs> we'll WrestleTalk social media person Abby, who's awesome. So, um, on the WrestleTalk pods, sometimes Luke and Ollie will use a Jackson Ryker photo as like a oh look, it's the greatest wrestler of all time sort of thing. It's like a joke, right? <laughs> Someone has legitimately complained that we're using the image of Jackson Riker.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, is, is, it wrong is it Jackson to say Riker who's complained? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm like, it's either someone doesn't get the joke or someone takes their political opinion way too fucking seriously. So there we go. Lighten up, people. Have a laugh. I'm you sure um, I'm sure it. Jackson
0: fun. Riker can uh um, exercises his right to be forgotten, like
1: the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> Absolutely. podcast dot com. Follow us on Twitter at World Rest Pod. Did you do that already? I wasn't paying attention, because I was nope, not a yet. Message. Okay, there we go. So uh, next week, gonna be good, isn't it? Third uh... <laughs> of March, twenty fourteen, episode of Raw. Tax will be updating us on this SmackDown episode in between the two, and we've got one, two, three, four, five more weeks of Raw, and then it's WrestleMania 30.
0: At least we're primed to watch a seven-hour Mania after watching these three-hour Raws.
1: The louder you cheer, the better the wrestlers will perform for you But tonight. don't
0: forget, dear fan, we will have a break to cover Triple Mania as it falls during this run. Do not worry. Triple Mania, as always, will be covered here on the only <clears throat> uk wrestling podcast who will cover <laughs> lucha libre triple a we will cover triple mania we've got your back we watch that shit so you don't have to
1: i'm sure that's a fact definitely yeah well, That's yeah. i people know how we roll triple mania is a must there is no way we're missing it triple mania in any show in saudi arabia
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> goodbye everyone see you next week The wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You gotta penetrate in the back, in the back, baby.
2: Oh, I can see what
1: you're talking Wait just a
2: minute. Yeah, oh. another day.